Welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. All right, welcome to Moralia Python Radio, and tonight we are joined by Derek Roddy. Uh, Derek Roddy is probably most well-known for his blackheads, um, and tonight we're going to be talking to him. We haven't talked to him in quite a while, and um, we're going to catch up on him and see how he's doing with his uh, aspidites. Uh, but uh, so, but you, he's man? Been, he's been on a few times, right? I mean, like I know he was like season one, and then. Oh like yeah. season three. Like yeah, he's, he's been, been on three times. Oh my god. Again, with the whole you know Saturday Night Live they have like clubs and jackets for when <laughs> like how if they've hosted for that many times. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it's almost like he now enters like the four time uh uh guest club or whatever the hell that is. So um We need yeah. to pick pick an official number of how many times you've uh on the show when you get a special jacket. A jacket, like a robe. Yeah, it's the smoking jacket. So you right. can come into the executives club. You know, it's, uh, yeah, we should really start pegging that kind of stuff down. Um, but no, dude, I'm good. Uh, a little tired. I spent all day uh, cleaning snakes and taking pictures of snakes and things like that. Uh, but it's one of those, like, you're like, I'm going to take a picture of every animal that's for sale. And you go downstairs, I'm like, well, that one's in shed. That one's in shed. That one's in shed. That one's in... God damn it. And, like, you go through it, and you're like, well, I'm going to take pictures of five animals. Of like, you know... <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, I know your pain. All the yeah. new ones are in shed. I put um, all these little tags on them, and I'm like, once you peel, you're going in the photo booth. So, but... Um, and then trying to take a picture of this... Uh, I got a, a Caramel Jag Posh Super that I was going to sell, and um, you're trying to take a picture of them. And of course, he's in the photo booth, and he's like, and it's just like, this is just, just, just get your god. Just can you calm down for two freaking seconds so I can take a picture? And he's still like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, great. I almost took a picture of like one of the pictures. He was upside down. I'm like, this will be the one I post. Then I won't have to explain. <laughs> yeah, it will be all understood. Yeah. The, does he neuro? Have you seen the picture? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> That's his bad. Um, That's not a ball nah. back. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But no, and then I, uh, um, uh, I, I went to your place yesterday. Yeah. Um, and then I, I spent, uh, when I got home, I had to set up the quarantine stuff for the, uh, animals I got from you. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Matt Minitola and I came by to your place. Um, he kind of, he, we hung out for a little bit, Matt left. And then, uh, you and I went through the snake room. Um, Picked and, out what uh, you wanted. <laughs> I picked out what I wanted and then I left. But then I left a few things that I'm like thinking about because like if I can't get I have to get to I have to get the gelatins off my mind. Like I have to. I have oh, to they're like burned in your brain. <laughs> they are. It hurts. Like it's could have took I'm like, care. oh my God. It, <laughs> no, we can't can't do that right now. We cannot do that right now. So um but it's funny because um must as well just rip this band-aid off. Um you showed me the baby IJs. Your your new ones. <laughs> yes. <sighs> Thank God this is on video. <laughs> I'm just like the brightest freaking red I have ever seen on a carpet python. And I like I told you I'm like looking at it, I'm like, I don't know where the dark scales are going to go. <laughs> and this is weird for me. And they were killer. Yeah. Yeah, and I nice. say that 
knowing full well what it is and what will uh, onslaught will be my hatred towards it yeah it's yeah somebody was posting up um posted up something today it was i think it was jacob and they were talking about <laughs> holding back the whole clutch and they're like oh i'm gonna just do what eric burke does and hold them back and i was like these well. poor IJ guys are like, you know, oh my God, I'm going to build a project and I can't wait for Eric to let some go. And I'm like, does hell freeze over yet? Like, what do you mean you're going <laughs> to, if you're building an IJ project, please don't build it on the basis that Eric will eventually sell you something because okay. that rarely happens. And, um, I think you showed me, what was it? Your F2s from yes. Wildcaught once. Yeah. That, yeah. no, no, we can skip that. I, I, I'm already inflating your ego and burying myself too much. <laughs> That's okay. Son of a bitch. Um, but but no, nah, dude, it's like I can I can see where there's a lot of that stuff too. And I know we were talking about the gelatins um and other jungle projects because like I'm bored with black and yellow jungles. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> where do we go from here now? More black and yellow? Oh. You know with the gelatins, I don't understand why I don't understand why people are hesitant about pulling the trigger on them. They don't because it's a to, different uh... project. I mean, you, if you're a jungle breeder, if you're a jungle breeder, I don't understand why you don't have representations of every single line that's out there, every single locality that's out there. And then, um, like, I mean, like, if, if I was just, say I was just strictly jungles, I try to get as many, many pure line jungles as I could so I can mix and match, do whatever my thing. Right. I try to get pure jungle morphs, maybe a jungle jag gear there to kind of mess with. But then, you know, why not have gelatins, ivories, Palm things person. like that? Totally. Palm persons. Yeah. Yeah. There's tons of them. To, uh... I got to see your lightning line, baby, as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. your, your one little the lightning one. line, baby. <laughs> yeah, that one. But that was really so. cool. That's one. That yeah, it was really nice. Dark, but, uh, yeah. Ran on. Um, yeah. So. No, and then I got that, uh, I got that red uh, tiger jag from you. Uh, the that female, one. yeah, yeah. That's the nicest one. <laughs> and and I'm like, okay, yeah. And I, I'm I was tempted to be like, I was waiting for people to be like, well, I gotta call him now and be like, no, 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 no. They haven't. They're not for sale yet. No. I I have special co-host rights that I <laughs> yes wave in his face all the goddamn time. So yeah, no, these are mine. So um, but uh, she looks stellar, and I'm like keep looking at her and I'm like, Oh, you're, Oh God. So yeah, there's yeah, that, that'll, that'll work nicely into your red. Product. Oh, she will. Oh my God. So I was, um, pretty excited because you brought the male Russian red. We tiger. confirmed him. Yes. <laughs> which we probed him and it's a male. Because we suck at probing the both of us. It took us like 20 minutes to yeah. probe this thing. Rob would be embarrassed of me. He's going to have to check our work when he gets, when he comes. Yeah. yeah. He's going to have to, Watch it be like it's a girl, you idiots! And we're like, oh, but no. It, I brought, um, I brought him down, and it was weird. As you're like, that's a Russian. I'm like, yeah. It's like, dear God. Yeah, that's it's really like, nice. Holy yeah, shit! I, I got to get that like one him. in the in the uh, the photo tent. He's pictures. He, he's one of my favorites just because of his color, and you know, I dig the background stories and that kind of crap. If it's something that's kind of out there that might be gone, yeah. Yeah, which so. the next version of Carpet Cliff Notes or the next episode of Carpet Cliff Notes will be about the Russian Red Tiger line. Can you read it? Can you do Carpet Cliff Notes like Nipper does when he reads you those? 
I, I could ask. The, I could write it up, and Nipper could could. Just, I mean, I, I think I I think we should do that. Hello. I think we're I think we're under friend. under exactly. <laughs> I think we're underutilizing Nipper yeah. and his ability to be like, "Hello, friend." <laughs> and this chapter Today, is Morelia Imbricata, the, the one, one you, you don't don't have. have. <laughs> I love like, that. that was a subtle knife, dude. That was slow. Like, yeah, yeah, that one hurt. So, we'll have to ask Justin and Nick if we can uh, um... <laughs> tell the audio. Allow book us to broadcast. To go... We'll have to wait till the second book comes out, and then we'll broadcast. Uh, you know. Yeah, just can we can we can we just throw the audio book of the complete Carpet Python up right. on the website? And yeah. Every two, every the the two weeks we're on vacation for uh, for Christmas and stuff, we'll we'll play it like gather around the chill, gather <laughs> around the fire, children. Hello, children. <laughs> it's time to read it's you. It's Uncle Nipper here. It's Uncle Nipper's story time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right on. So, okay, all right. I guess yeah. let's get uh, Derek on. It's called Derek. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, Derek. Oh, there it is—the black, the black-headed oh, lair. <laughs> <laughs> One of them, anyway. Yeah. How are you guys doing? Doing, doing all right. Good, doing good. Yeah. Doing good. 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 It's a good thing. That's cool. Wow. I'm holding up through all the craziness. Trying to best yeah. we can. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing I can do. Yeah. But man, so. you know, it's, it's, the world's gotten nuts for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we all need some downtime. That's what the. What, that's what the. My wife said that, you know, Earth is trying to tell us everybody needs some downtime. Like, <laughs> <laughs> take a minute to relax, you know. Uh, you finally update those pictures on my website that I've been ignoring for <laughs> months and months. Yeah. A, a decade. Yeah, yeah that, exactly. Yeah, yeah, some of them. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. website was updated in 2003 when <laughs> websites were cool. Yeah, totally. Oh. Totally. So how you been, man? Been well. Not much has changed on our end of things. Um Hallie's working from home. They approved the whole psychotherapy by a Zoom meeting. Right. You know, so can do telehealth now, which is cool. And um, I had a very busy year. Actually, the last three years, I haven't done too much with the reptiles because I was busy doing a lot of drum-related things. Oh, cool. cool. We had, um, I mean, the last three years, kind of what was left of the industry anyway was starting to do better. Until all of this stuff hit. So I stayed pretty busy doing that and um, kind of got ahead of the game a little bit. So we were kind of both sitting in a decent position through all of this, thank God, you know. Um, but, yeah, so I've just been kind of maintaining a little bit of low-maintenance uh, stuff on the animals. Trimmed down a little bit. I have another location now uh, that my brother's looking after some of the animals for me. And uh, yeah. Cool. So that's cool. Up in Carolina, so I can kind of split stuff up, and um, which is good. Good thing. Cool, man. It leaves me a leaves me a little more time to do music related stuff and not have to be so concerned about you know, it's so hard to find people that you trust to be able to come over and like look after yourself. And I, I was gone got seven months of the year last Whoa. year. So oh, Yeah, it's not yeah. like a week. <laughs> it's like a week trip that I freak out about. That's like no. that's that's a lot. <laughs> and you know, and I don't want to leave my wife with all of this stuff to take care of. Yeah, yeah. What size so one collection thing. are you working with now? Um, well, I have 24 adults in here right now. I have a rack full of animals I'm raising up. 
um, and some hatchlings from last year. What I'll do is this room is a little more, it's climate controlled, but what happens outside influences is like the temps in here a good bit, you know? Yeah, um, sure. It's not really well insulated from the outdoors. And uh, it, it has a pretty good swing naturally, despite whatever I do with the air conditioner, right? <laughs> so it's, it kind of has its own natural thing. So anything I'm thinking about breeding for the year, I usually bring here. Okay. Just because right. I, I have to do less work with, <laughs> with, with friends. Autopilot, right, yeah. yeah. Exactly, exactly. Just kind of put them in here and let them go. So, yeah, it's been cool. Cool. And it's just blackheads, or is it a mix of other things as well? Yeah, pretty much just blackheads. I have a really nice pair of Womos that, man, I was hoping this female, last two years, she's done the same thing, man. So it's always the pretty ones. She trip you out? Like, because <laughs> mine, mine was basking belly up, and I'm like, what? Where are the eggs? And they never came. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was at with her. I, 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 I don't know. But can you hear? Hang on. <laughs> we have videos now. We can see this. Yeah. I know. I know. No. Which is great. <laughs> so, granted, my light is horrible in here. Like, I don't have great light at all. Oh, uh, oh wow. But. Oh, she's pale. That's pretty. Yeah, she's got, like, this super pinky pastel. I mean, this camera's, like, really washing her out. She's really kind of vibrant yellow and orange. But And she's behaving. <laughs> like, you know, my, <laughs> yeah. mine would have been on my face at this point. Like, you know, it's... Yeah, no, she's she's pretty calm. She's gotten to that size where she's super relaxed. But she's got these areas on her that look like a puzzle down her back. I don't know yeah. Oh, yeah. That's cool. You know, like puzzle pieces. So I named her Puzzles. <laughs> there you go. I love that. She's got a super nice orange head. That is that's gorgeous. Yeah, she's a nice one. The male is equally nice. He's, he doesn't have this kind of a coolest reduced pattern that she's got. But uh, let me see if I can get him out. He's a little more on the bitey side. <laughs> King snake territory. Hey, <laughs> I, I got I got one right next to me that I'm not going to touch because it'll chew me. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Okay. Oh shit! Oh, that's a nice pair, man. Wow, those yeah, pants are yellow. Yeah. The, holy, look at that! Orange, yellow. I don't know. <laughs> Damn. Wow. See now, Derek, you can't have really good blackheads and really good womas. You're gonna need to just get some ugly snakes, okay? <laughs> you got to even it out a bit. I mean, you know. funny is I've actually been I've actually been kind of working on some of the darker animals the last okay. couple years, like like the tiger stuff and uh, right. Some other things. Speaking of that, I'll show you. You know, it's so cliche to even say it, but everything in here is in shed. <laughs> everything, dude. I swear. It's like I got one or two animals. I have a really nice jungle that shed out. Hopefully, he'll light me up too. So we'll uh, we'll see. But let me show yeah. you this. Uh, let me show you this tiger girl. Now this is the project where it has like the black stripe down the back. Right. When he's yeah. when he's saying tiger, it's not like a coastal. No, no, uh, no, 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 yeah. no. Oh, what <laughs> the hell? Like it still has a stripe down the back. You know what I mean? Like a tiger retic or a tiger coastal or Oh my god. It's like somebody attacked a blackhead with a paintbrush. <laughs> I mean, oh my god. No, not only is it on the top. But it's on the bottom. Oh, that oh, is shit. awesome. You know, I wish she wasn't in shed because she's a killer snake. I mean, she's beautiful. 
killer now. I mean, damn. Really pale. This is a bad episode. This is a bad episode for me because I've been wanting a blackhead since we saw one in Australia, and now you're going to put Derek in front of me who's going to show me blackheads. <laughs> uh, this is bad, yeah. Eric. They're like, cool you know, snakes. Yeah, dear yeah. God. They are neat. I mean, you know, they're, they're a lot more like um, like more like a big colubrid, like an like a indigo or something to me. You know, they don't really have, like, the temperament of a, a typical python, per se. <laughs> Shit. I mean, like, I have Kribo, and that's just going to... Now you're telling me that they'd act like that? Damn it. <laughs> it's like, I can work with that. Yeah, I mean, they're, uh, they kind of got that spunky attitude. Like, for example, uh, let me get this girl out. This blackhead's killer, but she's a western, and she's full of fire. Piss and vinegar, this thing. <laughs> but... Oh, wow. Wow. Lots of gaps in between the banding. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that contrast. Derek, do you work with specific lines, or are you? is this just all stuff that you produced? Um, um, well, it depends. Um, I kind of have both things going on. Like, it's, it was hard to find a lot of the Western animals that were... <laughs> You know, work bred into other things over the years, um, right. and the same thing with like the zoo lion animals that we that we did have that we know came from Northern Territory and some of the other stuff that we have. So anything that I was able to locate like that, I've, I've kept pure. You know, like a, like mm-hmm. the lazy westerns that Casey had, um, I've kept them intact. I've kept the Dick Gergen also had western animals back in the day that he had gotten from the Perth Zoo. They came from Sandfire location. They actually, they look a little bit different. That was actually one of the big Gergen line ones that I just Okay. Um, they tend to have a little more separated bands, but they're still super clean. They typically have the more of a yellow and chocolate kind of look as well. Right. Um, and then whereas Casey's animals are nutcases, um, <laughs> <laughs> one, hey, but yeah, already. You can see the difference. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus, I, yeah. See how many bands are on there and how clean yeah. it is? Like just, and, like, super almost black and white, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Like me. It's kind of out of her mind. But, uh, <laughs> she's actually being pretty good. She knows she's on camera, and they're witnesses. Yeah. And only, <laughs> only huffing and puffing and... And to be honest, this girl, I don't, she's about an adult for this specific line of Westerns. So Westerns stay smaller? Westerns stay smaller well, because I've seen some big ones. Or is that everybody well, they, can get big, whether you should get it that big is depending on the line. Well, it's depending on what you feed it. Right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, I notice a difference between that particular line, like when I raised them. There's a definite size difference between those and, like, say, for instance, the zoo line that the Atlantics come from. Right. right. Um, there's a definite size difference. Um, I mean, they, they, the Atlantic line just seems to grow until they get about seven feet, you know, and then they, they will get bigger. I mean, if you're feeding them like a carpet python or something or a reed tick, a lot of people do. Right. Uh, then they wonder why they don't breed. Um, right. They just get too fat and die lazy. early, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you still doing the varied diet with uh, with your animals that you did in the past? Yeah, when I can. I was never really, like, 
consistent with it, so to speak. Like whenever we'd have a good mullet run, and I was able to catch a few hundred of them at a time with the cast, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I freeze them all off, and then when I would, I would have them for you know a couple of seasons easily, you know. Right. Uh, I haven't been seeing those big kind of runs the last several years, so I haven't had really a good source to it. So just been feeding rats for the most part, but okay. I still. It, for me, I think it's more important for them to be like smaller meals more often, you know? Like, right, I, right. I think, oh, yeah, okay. I think having something constantly going through their system as opposed to like, you know, getting something, taxing their system because they're not really designed to, to eat that kind of stuff, you know? I mean, they will in the wild. Like, you see pictures of them eating, you know, big stuff, but that doesn't mean that they didn't crawl right away and regurgitate the thing, you know what I mean? True, so, yeah. You know, so, and I actually know of an instance of that happening. A friend of mine saw one, something big, trailed in a little bit, and it threw the thing off and went about its way, you know. Right. Yeah. If it's, I mean, the one we saw seemed very thin-bodied and oh, like, yeah. not not like super thin like he was, but. Like a corn snake. Yeah. Yeah. It was, much. yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, Built that way. Yeah. <sighs> pretty much how it goes, you know. Um very cool. They're interesting. You know, I really like working with them. You know, I, but going back to the lines, I mean, yeah, I, I try to also work on different things like the tangerines, that kind of stuff, you know, where I'm trying to really breed for bright, bright orange, you know, and not just yeah. as babies, but as adults. So that's the key. Right. It's like most blackhead babies look really, really good, but as they grow, they kind of get this wash over them that it's almost like putting like a black pantyhose over a really nice looking snake. You know what I mean? Like it just dulls it, it down. Dulls, yeah, okay. Yeah. And I'm trying to get rid of that in certain lines, you know. So the tangerine being one of them and just trying to keep it really clean and really, really orange, almost hypo, you know, I guess some people would say when you look at it. Yeah, I want to say that um, I think Jason Hood hatched out a couple of uh, blackheads this past week they had a bunch of orange and stuff on them. Would that be the tangerine line or? Yeah, I mean, well, no, different Swiss stuff. Uh, okay. Yeah. And uh, this these particular animals don't have any of that blood per se, but they may have contents of the blood that started that, those lines. For example, so <laughs> how far Swiss, do you want to go back? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So the Swiss blood animals, uh, when George bred that first clutch, they were. Animals, I think a male from a clutch here in the United States that was from one of the zoo lines. Okay. Um, and he was like one of the first people in the 80s that had these things. And it was Joel Rosen. Probably heard his name before. Like he did a lot of stuff way back, yeah. in, back in the day. Him and Brad Bowser actually were two guys back then. This was kind of before Casey and Eugene and some of the other guys. They did them later. Um, and they were right around the time when Dick Gergen was in it too. Like he was one of the, like the, the ones really, really far back. But anyway, Joel exported animals to Europe, and half of that line with the Western female from the Perth Zoo founded the Swiss line. Okay. So he, when George sold that stuff, Joe Robson, that's different from Joe Lewis and Rare Earth, but Joe Robson bought those animals, got them back here. He got cancer, passed away. Casey ended up getting all of it back. Okay. So it kind of like, you know, Casey also sent a lot of animals over to Europe at one point in time. You know, so uh, it was kind of like a big circle, you know. Right. Hey, Derek, you got a blackhead like cruising up behind you. Like, oh, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a lunatic too. So. <laughs> like Derek's about to get jumped on from behind. It's like <laughs> <laughs> start rioting here. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. so, oh, wow. Oh, whoa. Okay. And I like he's, he's a on the side. So he's, yeah. He's bred this year. He's got a couple clutches in the incubator, but uh, yeah, he's like super, super orange. Cool. Now, <clears throat> is it like a polygenic type of trait when you're that yeah, orange? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, makes it harder. Honestly, honestly, I could show you pictures of clutches, and everybody under the sun would tell me, oh, that's simple recessive, that's simple recessive. But I just, there's too many variables for for a hypo of anything, I think. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't know. It's like when an albino was born, you know it's an albino. When a five was born, <laughs> right. you know, it's like you don't have to wait for it to shed or let me see it in a couple of weeks and I'll tell you if it's a high, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so, yeah. I, there's just too many variables, you know? By every de- definition of the word, that animal is a hypo. I mean, even the two females that I have have their whole sheds or everything are all orange. And, you know, is that the. Definition of hypo just reduce black. So yeah, by that definition, they fit the. You know, it's just so vague. Right. Know? Yeah. You bring up the orange chin, and somebody had. Who was that? I guess it was, it was Riley. Riley. He was asking yeah. me about uh, what the the genetics are behind. I guess they're in Australia, right? The ones with the orange that comes up. Oh, we have them here too. Oh. There's a guy here this last year who, from a male of mine to a female uh, produced by Matt Jablowski, which was Swiss line for Matt Turner. Mm-hmm. Okay. She she went through a color change and did that whole thing. But um, there, that line's not really known for having a lot of it. But from the sire, he had a good bit of it on his chin, and the, it showed up in the next generation of babies. So he has a few that are, like, really extreme, like all the way up to the, to the mouth line, you know. Right. Oh, weird. Okay. And so I just like, think it's a generational thing. Like the more you breed it, the more and more it's going to reduce and reduce and reduce and reduce. And reduce. I, I think it started with the. He was asking if uh, has anybody ever crossed a blackhead with a woma, and what do those look like? Have you ever heard anything like that? I haven't heard of anything. Sacrilege. I know. <laughs> in captivity at all, really, but there have been some animals that have been photographed that are questionable for sure. Mm, shit, yeah. Really. <laughs> down here, like people didn't know, they they always thought they were looking at these weird water snakes down in Everglades National Park, and it's just come out in the last two years <clears throat> that it's an intergrade between the banded water snake and the uh, salt marsh snake, eastern salt marsh snake. Okay. No shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, after they after they looked at it genetically, they looked at it. So it's, it's an actual hybrid. It's not a you know. So uh, there have been animals that have been that were photographed. Dave McIntosh from uh, Kilbera Pythons, although he's not running that anymore, he's probably one of the most knowledgeable people about blackheads because he's, I mean, this guy's probably seen hundreds and hundreds of these things in the wild, you know what I mean? Like, lives mm-hmm. right out right, right area, you know? And uh, he had some really interesting information, you know, when I was asking about it, it's like, as far as how much he knows that they'll eat. And <clears throat> he's like, he's like, man, I got outdoor bigger dragon. Um, enclosure, so he goes, man, a blackhead, and one night we'll just wipe him out, like 20 animals. <laughs> wipe oh, it out. Shit. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's like, he has to cover everything, the wire, and garbage disposals, man, I mean. Wow. Or anything, I mean, you know, it's like anything, you know, for any predator, but, but you know, it's still funny regardless, you know. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm pretty sure a blackhead will literally eat until it regurgitates. I mean, at that point, if you yeah. give it the opportunity, yeah. 
You guys ever know, uh, you ever been to Edisto Island Serpentarium in South Carolina? No. No. <clears throat> All right, so if you ever get anywhere down that way, you have to go. It's okay. To, it's in between Charleston and, and uh, Hilton Head, right? Okay. And, uh, and the place is absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's just an amazing facility. And outdoors, he has a native, non-venomous, and it's like two or three size big swimming pools, just empty. Uh-huh. But it's landscape with trees and stumps and, and running water around the whole outside of it and walls where nothing can get out of it, right? Okay, yeah. And every season he goes out and he collects a bunch of wild rats and kings, corns, water snakes, everything he can find and dumps them in this pit, right? I mean, hundreds and hundreds of snakes, right? It's crazy. Same thing for the venomous side. He's got a venomous pit, you know? And it's cool to kind of see these animals in their natural environments, but... Um, one of the first times I went there, right when he opened this place, I was walking around the edge with my wife, and I came around the side, and I saw a king snake sitting in the water, and he had three tails of other snakes hanging out of his Oh, my God. <laughs> and, dude, he, he literally looked like a sock that you put other socks in. Mm. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It was, like, kind of disgusting, actually. You know? You know oh, I'm, no. I thought this poor snake. And yeah, he ended up like, uh, yeah, yeah, throwing his things all up or whatever, moving along. Um, man, there were there were uh, racers laying in trees, just laying eggs on them. They were just falling on the ground. Oh my God! Holy this, shit! Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> nuts, wow. man. So it's a really, really cool uh, Hayward Clamp. You've probably heard his name before. But I he have. Was, yeah. Yeah, he was the guy that. Uh, that founded that place, and he has since passed, but it's still there, and it still rocks. It's a cool place. That's yeah. just, you know, I mean, that was the common fear if you were trying to breed your king snakes is that female eats the male, and then female dies while trying to regurgitate the male, and you lose both of them. I mean, that's that's the that's the big thing that you can get be afraid of with king snakes. So yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Didn't really do too much with them. I bred some brooksides a long time ago. Oh, those are cool. Yeah. Yeah. They did this weird thing, like this whole jerky, like weird stuff, and male would grab the female by the neck. And yep. My, my female Kelly King looks horrible from like the, the back of her head down to about a little bit down her neck because my male just keeps gripping her up to breed her. So um, it's going to take her like two or three sheds after breed season to get right again. But yeah, that this is this is, these are the signs of breeding that you need to see with king snakes. <laughs> Sorry, honey. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't see that action with blackheads, though, right? It, like you don't grip like, ropes. No, no, that's okay. I mean, they are kind of weird. Like females will breed females, <laughs> and then no eggs. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> full-on spurring, like sale, like yeah. I've known several keepers over the years, and even myself, I wouldn't, I would have never believed it had it hadn't happened to me myself, you know, and other people have said. But, I mean, even people I know real close, you know, like, knew that it was two females because they both laid eggs. And was like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> that would mess me up because I'm like, why won't this two, these two animals breed? If, like, if you didn't know that right. the female, <laughs> like, if you thought one of them was a boy? Man, I mean, they're locked up every that. time. I would, I just, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Waste my entire project, and then I give them to somebody like Eric, who'd breed them both, and I'd be <laughs> like, you know, I'd be furious. Like, yeah, no. So, uh, you know, that's um, yeah, it's it's weird. So you wonder like how many cases of that have actually happened? Yeah. 
You know, and I would not have believed it had I not seen it for myself. I mean, I had two females that were both like bonafide and laid eggs, and I had them in with a with a single male Western. And I came in and I was looking, and I was like, "Wait a minute, the males over here in the corner are curled up under the paper, <laughs> and two females are breathing." They don't need him. <laughs> Just wow. I mean, yeah, it's that's so weird, you know. And I think I've I've seen it with males too. They search the missive males. Like that, that doesn't really happen often with blackheads, but that, I did have a male um, at one point in time, and he was very, like, if you made eye contact with him at all, he would, like, retreat to his high box, and you wouldn't see him for days at all. He would not even come out. So he was a real shy breeder, but he was beautiful. He was, like, a really, really nice-looking snake, but he was one of those guys, like, completely different than one of my other snakes, Noodles, who, like, if you threw a paper towel roll in there, he would try to breed that. <laughs> yeah. you know? The shoelace shows like, interest. He's on it. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting, like, the different the different types of things. But one time I did put two blackheads together, like, in the early days, just thinking maybe it will stimulate this particular snake I'm talking about into breeding. Uh-huh. And I, at the time, I had... Uh, they were like six by threes by like two talls, right? And I had a wine crate, like a, a wooden wine crate in there to have the hole cut out of it for a high box. Okay. Nice. And Tiger was in there all curled up, you know, not like doing anything with a nice, big, beautiful female ready to go, you know? And I was like, well, let me sleep noodles in here thinking like, all right, you know, dude, it wasn't even 10 seconds. And like, I mean, the entire box came apart. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, like, they just burst right out. I mean, that thing went everywhere. I was like, oh, my God. And, man, they were in there, like, flipping around on each other. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I got him out, put noodles back. Immediately, he went to breeding up in the top cage. But Tiger, I didn't see for six months. Like, wow. Wow. He, I mean, there, usually I would come out and see him, like, basking up on top of his box. Like, no, it, no one. It's funny because some people are like, "Is this combat?" I'm like, "No, no, no. When there's combat, you will know." It's like there's no there's no mistaking combat in anything. It's not gentle. It's I don't know why people seem to have that misconception because they see the combat on like the Discovery Channel and it's like gentle yeah. music and there's like rustling <laughs> leaves. Like, no, no, they're banging each other all over the place. Oh yeah, it's not violent. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had, you know, look, I've had no pairs do that too. Yeah. You know, the tangerine pair, like, every time I put them together, they go absolutely apeshit. Every time. I mean, throwing each other around, like, they, the females almost toss the bell through the glass more than, more than several occasions. I know yeah. our friend, uh, our friend Keith had put up a post uh, maybe a week ago or so, and he was talking about, you know, some of these harder to breed, because he, he works with a lot of, uh, like, bull and eye and stuff like that, but... Um, he was talking about how, like, maybe um, some of these pythons that we're having a hard time breeding and stuff are very mate selective. Have you seen anything with that with blackheads? Are they like specific pairs work together? Other ones don't. I, I mean, I'm, I, I, maybe I could say that, but I could also say that there's just good breeders and not so good breeders. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? So it kind of. Yeah. I could go both ways on it because, sure. like, like I said, noodles would breed anything. I mean, like, it <laughs> did not matter. But Tiger, for some reason, only wanted to breed Valentine. Okay. But even that, with even that, was like poorly. Right, right. 
they do it and she would ovulate and lay slugs and like they would never actually lock up and yeah. you know gotcha and who knows maybe maybe he was actually a female this whole time and just never did anything Oh, that would piss me off. <laughs> it just was afraid of other blackheads in general because he would react like that. It didn't matter if it was a female or a male. He would flip out, you know, and just take off. Right. Yeah, you know? I mean, so it's I think also they just... All, I think they all had their own just different personalities. And, yeah. yeah, that's what I was about to say. Some personalities gel, some don't. I mean, maybe a really, really laid-back female allows him to feel comfortable and... Yeah. Do it, but ironically, ironically, you say that, but Valentine was probably one of the sweetest, most trustworthy blackheads I've ever had. See, so maybe uh, that's it, just uh, it. Yeah. But who knows? <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of neat, you know. Yeah, I notice stuff like that, and then of course, like you always have, like the lasik line for me, for example, has been a pain in my ass ever since I've had this one. <laughs> um, like, I, why? It's so, there's something different about them, man. I don't, I, I don't. Something different about that area out there where these animals come from. I don't know whether it's just because they have they're so heat tolerant or whatnot. Maybe, maybe we're missing something on, like some of the more inland western animals, like kind of the ones that like Dick Gergen had, don't seem to be as problematic. But like Casey stuff, that that coastal western right. area, they they're just I've not had. Very good luck. I mean, I've just been one thing after another. Huh. How, how inbred do you think some of these lines are coming out of certain zoos and areas and stuff like that for these guys? Well, I can say this. I mean, I've talked to a lot of people that were in the game as far as, uh, you know, in the early days of getting into the country stuff legally yeah. and illegally and whatnot. And, uh, most everybody I've talked to have said that the, probably the most smuggled species into this country were black and <laughs> Just because they were worth so much money. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. Nobody was worried about $100 carpet pipe bonds. They were going to risk They were going to risk. it on $10,000 black heads, you know? So, yeah, that makes sense, you know? <laughs> it's... So more black heads came in. No, I don't think it's... I mean, even part of this, as part of the zoological society stuff, I mean, these animals... Right. For some reason, everybody was trying to crack the code early on. It, it was like an important thing in the in the AZA at the time, I guess, to kind of tackle these them, the diamond pythons, the bolans. Right. Uh, right. And then other like southern white lips, I think, a couple other mm-hmm. things. <laughs> That's right up Owen's alley. Now you're talking my language. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. so, so with all these years that you've been breeding blackheads, I mean, do you have? Do you feel like you have it dialed in at this point, or are you still learning stuff every season about them? Because they seem to be one of those species that are. I don't know if they're just. They seem to retain their value, so people. Right. It's not it's as still a big uh, deal easy if you to get into them, heads. if you will. Yeah. You know, like it's a serious commitment, I guess, if, if you want to say it like well, that. I think it's because they're 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 super susceptible to incubation changes, right? And okay. it's not getting eggs is not hard. Everybody I know, if you look at the blackhead form, you know, there's there's a lot of people that are getting eggs. But, you know, half of those people aren't going to hatch anything, and the other half are going to get probably half of those clutches. Mm. There might be one or two people that, you know, they get 90% of their clutch to hatch. And then there's guys like me and Jim Sargent and Jason and Matt Dabrowski that 
been doing the stuff, you know, a while. They get they get good hat tricks or whatever, you know. Um, so I, I think it's I think it's partly that, and I think a lot of it as well is um, like the people that are that are breeding them are not are not really doing it commercially, so to speak. Like for example, I've only done one exanthic to exanthic breeding, right? Uh -huh. um, most all all of the breedings that I do, I'll do a head to a to a visual just because. I don't want to like flood my market. You know what I mean? Right. Like, sure. Yeah. There's enough people producing the stuff as it is, and like, what I've been trying to do is just kind of to create lines like the tangerines and like the yellow jackets and things that, you know, that are unique to what I've been working on for a while. You know, I've been working on some of these animals for over a decade. You know. Right. And yeah. uh, so I kind of I think that's a big part of it because a lot of the people that, that really are into blackheads are kind of more on that side of it you know that they're trying to create living art and you know i mean if honestly if it wasn't even for me just hatching you know these morphs or whatever genes here or whatever I, i'm not much of like into buying even when i was into carpet pythons i, I didn't go out and buy like right into the albinos and all this other stuff you know examples and everything it just for me it's like I just kind of want to work with the natural genetics that I've got and see what I can create, you know, kind right. of always been that kind of reason. And uh, so I've stumbled upon some cool things, you know, the tiger thing, I stumbled upon the exanthic, came up with my collection out of nowhere. These kind of bright yellow animals and the bright orange animals, the things that I've been working on just mm. generation after generation. These tangerines that are going to hatch this year, hopefully they hatch more like F4 now. Oh, so, okay. So I'm getting... Get working down the the line a little bit and really starting to see cool stuff, right? And down the line, yeah. yeah. So okay. starting to see some freaky kind of stuff. Like I'll give you an example. Um, you remember the uh, animals that Denver and Troy had, the K brothers over in Australia that were like train tracked? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Called them like airbacks or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I posted this animal and immediately uh, Troy hit me up, and so did my friend Rob when he saw it. But he was like, "Hey, man! Oh, wow. oh, I know that you. I know what you're going to be doing with that." Like, <laughs> I was like, "Gotta go right back over, mom." He, and Denver told me he goes, "The one that I started with was less than that." Oh, okay. So that much when you know when he all the ones that he had, you know, over a few generations, and they were completely like bareback after like two, three generations. That's one thing I noticed with blackheads. They seem to like after all the years working with carpets and what I, how the time I've been working with blackheads now. Is like they seem to, the genetics seem to work a lot quicker with blackhead for some reason. You know what That's I mean? Like, plus. Yeah. <laughs> how many years it took to get consistently yellow jungles? <laughs> yeah. Put a stripe in a coat, put a broad stripe in a coastal, three stripes. Yeah. 30 yeah. years, 25 yeah. years, maybe? You know yeah. what I mean? I mean so it's, it's one of those things where I kind of think that, like, you know, maybe just for some reason the genetics just express themselves quicker. How was it's, they might express themselves quicker, you know. I don't know right. uh, if that makes any sense. It does, and that's and that's that's cool. You got the project. I mean, uh, it, so that's basically almost like a visual marker, almost in like in a ball python morph um, with that back thing going on. Right. Yeah. That's cool. It was a little western from this last year season. <sighs> wow, yeah, nice. I really dig westerns. Yeah. This is bad. This is a bad episode. <laughs> <It's> very bad. <laughs> uh, I do love them, man. They're like, 
there's when they get big, they're so inquisitive and just like mild mannered and such good natured animals, you know. Right. Until it's food time, you know. Then, then they it's get, on. Yeah. 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 Then honestly, they're one of the worst because it's <laughs> you can't snap them out of it. Once My they, uh, <laughs> yeah, till they they're swallowed. Till they get something. Right? Yeah. It's another little western. Oh wow. Yeah, it's clean. I love that. Dude, my, my woman bit me on the hip the other day. Like, hip? just yeah, on my hip. I'm just standing by her cage. She bites me and wraps me on my hip. And I'm like bleeding. I'm like, really? Like, seriously, like, <laughs> through like, on my, like, through my shorts. And I'm just like, I hate this animal. So it's, <laughs> you know, it, it, I can deal with a blackhead if it just gets, and there wasn't even any food in the room. She just is always like that. <laughs> yeah. So, and I can avoid a snake if it's food time. I know what I'm looking for. But. Uh-huh. Blackhead like that. In fact, I'm gonna get one out right now. I need to clean her cage anyway. She just made a big mess. So uh... okay. I mean, like you know, Derek, you can get the award for being the first one bit on our video feeds. I mean, I'm fine <laughs> with that. We have to give that out eventually. So you know. you know, it's funny. I don't really get bit that much. Like they're super predictable. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in their body language and stuff. And they you, will you move quick across the cage. Like you know, but usually it's bluff. They don't have their mouth open, and they, they don't really bite out of the fence at all. Right. Hit you. Yeah. They only bite out of food response. Okay. They're either going to, like, try to open mouth, like, hit you with their head, and then make a run for it, or they're just going to make a run for it in general. Right? So I'll, I'll give you an example. I'm going to try to pull this yellow jacket out and see what she does. Uh, yeah, cool. Yellow jackets okay. are cool. <laughs> I, I do. Everybody's in shed, too, so like I said. Come here. I really wish you could see how yellow this animal is. Oh, that's cool. Holy oh, my shit. God. I mean, it's hard to, to do. She looks like a jungle carpet. I mean, it's exactly. I was about to say, it's like, it's like you got a jungle carpet on the sides there. That's gorgeous. And that's, uh, I mean, this is about as big as you would want. That's not bad. That's not bad. She's seven feet. Don't get me wrong, but she's a but she's a slim seven feet. She's not a she's not a Burmese python seven foot where it's like you know this big and eating rabbits. It's like I it's weird, but the 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 misconception is that I always kind of thought that they were larger, bigger bodied animals, and that seems to be yeah. You're used to seeing them in captivity, you know. True. Big slugs. Broken on a, uh, overfed and sitting on a table at a show. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm used to seeing. Yeah. I mean, you saw one in the wild. Yes. And that's yeah. been the most dangerous thing we saw in Australia because now I want to buy them. It's like, you know, that and the Owen Pelly, but we can't get those yet. So. <laughs> hey, fill me in on what's going on with that. You guys probably know more than me, so. We wish. With what? Owen Pelly's. Yeah, or just in general. I mean, like, what's going? I'm so out of the loop, man. Like for the last three years, like I said, I've been doing the whole stuff. thing. So yeah, I, I don't even know. Like, are people breeding them now, or like what the oh, hell? Yeah, is yeah Gavin Bedford's uh, getting. Gavin, Gavin's doing it. Okay. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, was it? He brought a two-year-old out for us to 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 see and play with. And I mean, this thing was thin as a whip. I mean, but it was long as hell too. And, oh yeah. Yeah, like so. a spaghetti noodle, right? 
Yeah, like it was like a, it was like a. That's always what I loved about him. I always thought that was so cool. Yeah. So, um, uh, but I want to, I want to say he's got several breeding females at this point, and some of his uh, early ones. I, I, uh, Eric, um, somebody's got it. Certain zoo in Australia's got him, right? Who's got that? The. Um. Uh. Elver Zoo, maybe. No, um, the one in, uh, in up in Queensland, um, the Australian Reptile Park. Yeah, they have a pair. Um, There's a few I think people now that I, I know. A couple of people uh, have pairs, or I know some zoos have a few here and there of Gavin's, but um, he's I'm trying sure to make around. Yeah. He's trying to make his. Um, he's trying to to work it out to where he can um, legally export them out of uh, Australia to zoos and such. Um, right. Like the Dennis, scale sort of did. Dennis said they were on the list for his zoo in Virginia that he could have potentially got some. So that I mean, they're on the AZA list. Okay. So, well, that's where it starts. I mean, yeah, you know. sure. That's what I'm telling. Eric's got to just open it's, up a zoo, and so, then we can all get our shit. I mean, it's so like weird that's, to be. It's so weird to be talking to Derek about Owen Pellies because I remember when when you were on uh, Reptile Radio, and this is going way back. This is right? <laughs> this is way back, and uh, here's a good problem. Yeah, they yeah they were asking about um, you know you were talking about Australian pythons just in general. And um, they had asked you about one that you, you, you know, you wish you could work with. And you said the Owen Pelly Python. And I'm like, what the yeah. hell is an Owen Pelly Python? <laughs> like, probably people don't even know what it is, you know. And now it's like. Giant uh, spaghetti noodle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a 10-foot children's python. That's what it is. I mean, like, you know, it's. Yeah. God. It but it was so cool. cool. They're, they're, I mean, like the diversity over there in our country. I mean, but as well as any country. Like, look, man, we've been, we've been going out. This whole coronavirus thing. So our, our idea of social distancing, we've been driving all of our favorite roads. <clears throat> so okay. we have to, you know, because March and April, May down here, I mean, these are the months to be cruising, you know? Like, yeah, right. These are the months to do it. And, um, man, the amount of wildlife and the amount of stuff that we saw just, you know, getting out and driving. I mean, dude, we were, it was like 20 plus snakes a night, man. Like, just crazy anery corn, like some of the most beautiful corn snakes I've ever seen. Cottonmouth, scarlet kings, scarlet snakes, coral snakes, pygmies. I mean, the only thing we didn't see was an indigo and a diamondback Holy and a pine. Wow. <laughs> Everything else, like everything else, got it. Yeah. <laughs> but those three animals: indigo, diamondback, and pine snakes are December, January animals. Yeah, you're gonna find them down okay. here at that time of year. Okay. Uh, no, yeah. Kid, Owen. <laughs> what? Make so a note of that. Make a note. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta go cruising. I'm, I'm going to Florida in a couple of weeks, and I'm gonna go out with a buddy to look Where for some. Uh, I don't know. KJ's gonna take me to one of his places. I may have to be blindfolded when we drive down to where we're going. Florida? Are you going? Uh, it's gonna be close to my fiance lives in like Ormond Beach, so somewhere around the uh, uh, east coast of that stuff. So I'm not exactly sure where though. Okay, so Ormond's so. about. It's only about two and a half hours for me. Yeah. So not too far. I'll hit you up. Come down. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know. Yeah, so, dude, so. We, love, we love going cruising. It's um, it's like one of our favorite things. My wife gets busting my ass all the time about it. She's like, we need to go. We need to go now. But we've been rained out a lot the last like few weeks, which has been some of the better weeks right now. You yeah. know, and yeah. we've getting soaked, man. It's been like over a foot a day down here. So yeah, it's like, what I keep hearing. Three weeks now. So 
I mean, as much as we do love Australia, we do have some pretty cool harps here in the U.S. I mean, yeah, we need to go start cruising for stuff. And, like, some of the water snakes alone that we see, I mean, like, good grief, like, if you bring it into captivity, you could easily say, look at my hypo water snake, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or, or whatever, you know? Like, some of that, I mean, there's anery corns out there, as anthic, wild as anthic corns out there. Um, even the first albino corn snake was found in this particular area. They call it the Devil's Garden. Okay. Um, just just, just like, move just, around. Yeah, like some of the corn snakes out in that particular area are, are just absolutely beautiful. You know, it's like and there's lots of roads that you can travel and, and see stuff on. So, wow. Some it's people cool. get all the luck. You know, they like can you imagine finding like the first albino corn snake because you're just out cruising. It's like oh weird. <laughs> what? <laughs> was, it, was it Bill Love that found it? I think it was right. I think I, so, I'm yeah. not sure. No. I just remember reading the story about them driving down Highway 27 or 29. I can't remember, and somebody saw it in the yellow stripe. A baby. <laughs> wow. And Nine it, times out of ten, that's roadkill. Yeah, that's yeah, that's totally possible. Oh yeah. God. I, my eye calls me Eagle Eye Roddy because she knows I will not I will not let anything pass. You know. <laughs> I see everything. I can't read anything this close or from there to there. <laughs> yeah. Six, Feel that pain. <laughs> at 60 miles an hour. So, yeah. That was the most fun part of Australia. We'd see we, someone would yell snake, and I'm pretty sure we were all out of the car before it was stopped. Like, it's still rolling <laughs> it's down. It's like car. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, it's like 18 people get out of it. Yeah. <laughs> all four of us are standing outside. Who's in the car? Oh, shit. And I get to run back and get it. Like, yeah, it's, it's not like it's going to crash into anything. I mean, yeah, it's, it's fine. It's around you know? miles. <laughs> Funny story about that, actually. So some friends of ours were down. And they were down with their kid, and we had taken another person with us, and we were, we were like in a uh, Toyota Corolla or something. So we were kind of packed, but we were up in this area of the state that's like literally, when you look at it on the map, it's the darkest part of Florida. So we're like right there, and we're driving around, and like the sun had just gone down, like really good back behind the, like behind the tree line, and it got black, right? And we pull up to a like a four-way, you know, and obviously nobody's coming because we're in the middle of nowhere, right? We make the left-hand turn, and we're coming down, and, like, we see, like, four or five water snakes in the road. And it was like, stop. Marty turns the lights off because he has these headlamps. And all of us start piling out. And let's, like I said, it's like a clown car, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we start piling and out dives here. out. Yeah. And, you know, like, this, the kid is picking up, like, snakes in one hand, and I'm grabbing a corn snake over here, and Marty's grabbing some other stuff down there. And, like, 25 seconds goes by, and we hear, what y'all find? <laughs> now, if I, I would have been packing, <laughs> definitely got shot. Right. <laughs> Scared me absolutely to death because you don't think like you're in the middle of nowhere. Right. Marty, <laughs> like about that heart attack is swung his head over and like about right then we see this woman who's about sixty-five years old sitting on an ATV. Oh shit! Oh. <laughs> hey, where, where did this person go <laughs> from? This sounds like a horror movie, man. Yeah. <laughs> just been like right outside of the the shine of the of the wind, of the headlights. You know what I mean? We pulled yeah. up, turned them right. off. Oh my good lord! Apparently she had moved down, but her grandson was with her, and he had went to their home, which apparently is close by, and was going to come back with the truck and a trailer. And then she was sitting there, 
was oh. like, oh my, oh my goodness. Because like, you would have heard an ATV if she was coming up after you guys got out. Like, no, she was sitting there in the middle yeah. of nowhere in the dark. Yeah, no. Dark. In the freaking dark. Like, that is the opening to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, yeah. no. Yeah. This particular area, it's uh, it was like one of these areas back in the. You ever hear the expression? It's like, oh, if you believe that, I got some oceanfront property to sell you in Florida. You ever like this kind of description uh, before? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Those are based on two actual areas that are really, really good for herping down here. And okay. uh, it's uh, basically the story of a realtor goes in and he buys a bunch of property and he divides it up and they go in, they cut the roads and he sells a bunch of property and dips out with the money. And then when the flood season comes, these lots are all like two, three feet underwater. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These companies were gone, and they've taken right. off with the money. People are right. It's in a floodplain. Yeah. Yeah. So you got miles and miles and miles of roads to to cruise. You know what I mean? That are right. semi-maintained, just because so many people go there to hunt and fish and ride ATVs and every other thing else that keeps it maintained. You know. So there's a, a plenty of those kind of places down here to to do this stuff. And it's, if you like the road cruise, like Florida, I guess Florida, Arizona, and Texas are like probably two of the or three of the better states to, to get out there and, and do this road kind cruise. of stuff. Yeah. I, 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 can't, I can't believe we went to Texas twice and we didn't like do any road cruising. We went from like the airport to Bills and then to the airport. <laughs> yeah. and it was like, and that's, that was it. That was, that was the trip and it kills me because we could have seen some cool stuff. Yeah. Young, foolish days. So, so you, know, you uh, back in the days, I was touring a lot, you know, like, and we were driving ourselves a lot of times. And sometimes like it was just better off, like to not to have to, but usually when we got buses and stuff, you had like three or four other bands on there and piled in. So we sometimes we would just say, you know what, let's just get a sprinter and let's get go. our bee and our own little mini bridge and we relax and get our own stuff. We'll go. And it really gave me a lot of opportunity because I was an early morning driver. You know, mm. like we'd play a gig and we, one of the other guys would get as far as we could get. We'd get a hotel. And as soon as the sun was up, I would get these guys up. We would take off, so I got a chance to see a lot of like really cool critters around. You know, just stopping. A lot of times it was hard to do with a trailer. Yeah. the early morning, I did. There was a big gopher snake or a bull snake or something, whatever it is out in Texas. I can't remember. Um, and I went right over the top of this thing, and I mean, it was a good four and a half, five feet long. It's a big snake, you know. And I, uh, I came to mm-hmm. a over everybody was asleep in the back but my bass player at the time he was into snakes as well and uh i went and i picked that thing up out of the road and man it was going crazy with the mouth open and rubbing the scales <laughs> together and the tail in it and i tossed it and the i opened this the slide door in the sprinter even in there thinking it was a rattlesnake or something because it was loud to me it was a you know very loud oh, yeah. Yeah. It was real loud yeah I actually have that on videotape somewhere, like <laughs> you know, handheld tapes. Nice. So was, we used to see all kind of stuff. I remember one time too. It's like this is kind of an odd story, but uh, I was driving in either New Mexico or Arizona. I can't remember somewhere out there, and it's like one of those kind of trips where it's like it's it's really hot, and as you climb, it gets kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. and whatnot. And uh, we were getting like halfway up in elevation, and it was like a whole like swarm of locusts right like big uh big grasshoppers you know like i mean millions of them just like the whole road blanketed in them right oh wow and i was like oh wow that's neat it's like it was one of those mornings where the sun was just coming up you know and yeah. it's like we were up an altitude 
And we come around this next bend, and then in the road, equally as many tarantulas, like adult, big-ass tarantulas, <laughs> thousands of them, dude. Like, they were... Wow. Wanted to stop so bad, but I had a whole line of traffic behind me, you know what I mean? It was like this really narrow kind of canyon road, you know? Really, really wanted to stop and, like, get some videotape or something like that. That was before, like, the phones, and we had the flip phones back then, so we didn't right. have, you know. Um, Holy shit. Yeah, you see some weird stuff, you know? Um, yeah, that's insane. Especially out there, you see, like, you know, New Mexico, outside of, like, uh, Roswell, for example, big tarantulas they kind of sit on the road and wait for insects to get hit and they'll like scurry out and grab it and like scurry back off the side of the road up there. It's on an interstate oh shit you know what I mean? like, yeah, it's nuts. yeah it's <laughs> so you see some weird stuff you know <laughs> i'm not sh- i'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that would not be okay with a giant tarantula scurrying into the road grabbing something and dragging it back to its lair <laughs> i mean like that's that's nightmare fuel for several people i oh, mean yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> <laughs> God. So, yeah, you see uh, it up when you travel for sure. Yeah. That's cool. So, um, are you doing a lot of pairings this year, or are you just doing a few? Or well, you know, I you know, here's the thing. I always try to do as many as I think I can handle, right? Yeah. And you know, if half of those actually end up going, I'm 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 cool with that. Lately, I've been shooting for more like. Um, like keeping my animals a manageable size, like in that seven foot range, you know, slim, and you know, obviously that's going to produce less eggs. So on average, right. I'm getting like seven to nine eggs instead okay. of fifteen, you know. So, um, so I would rather do that and have like more pairings, right? Than have like fewer pairings and more eggs, if that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, that's my so, approach too. Yep. Yeah. So this year I had. A double head exanthic, double head exanthic clutch in the incubator. That's due to hatch in like the next seven to fifteen days, ten days. So, so is it proven nice. that those two two exanics are are they different exanics? Yeah, uh, exanic? I've bred two visibles and all normals. Okay, but I've bred both back already too to respective lines, and they prove out. So. Wow. Cool. Interesting. Okay. Um, these are actually double hat to double hat. So I'm kind of like, I'm wondering what, like, I, I've been talking to Travis Wyman about this too, because we've been working kind of back and forth in our brains a little bit over time on the tiger genes as well. Right. And you know, I've been kind of like working the whole thing over in my mind. Like, what is there, is there a double expression for Xanthic? I mean, and what would be the odds of it? And what would that look like? I mean, like, would it, would you notice it, you know, so to speak? Like, or, right. or yeah. would it, like, cancel itself out and, like, all the babies would be normals? Like, maybe the supers were normals again? Right. And, uh, or would it just be a brighter, <laughs> would it just be a brighter exanic? I mean, because what is the carpet exanic? It's, like, bluish, and then if you breed them together, it's bluer. Like, it's silvery blue. I mean, like, I don't know. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, didn't, I don't know. So it's interesting, you know, these are things that we just don't know. Same thing with the tiger gene. Like, I've gotten the clutches that have the xanthic gene tied to it, because the tiger showed up in two different lines of animals for me. Right. Okay. They, they may have been somehow or another related at one point in time and ended up split, but I don't know that for sure. Um, but 
I know that when the azabic gene is involved with it, that I always get these ones that that die like like if I had seven eggs, like two of them, or eight eggs, like two of them would be these animals that were like literally completely black. And I've had like two or three crawl out and die, right? Uh-huh. But then the other animals that I have that aren't known to have any of the xanthic blood in them at all, like they those couple of clutches that I've had have hatched fine and not had any dead animals at all. Okay. Huh. So I don't know if it's like Travis was maybe thinking that somehow or another, like maybe the xanthic gene was causing something to go awry, and I, I was just thinking that maybe it's just odds. You know, that I mean, maybe it was just a, a really a really strong expression of the gene that just happened to die. Right. Yeah, I mean this the, the all black animals dying or coming out of the egg and dying, that, that doesn't that scream like super lethal gene to anybody else or I mean it may, but it, like I said, I, don't, I haven't done I've had three one three clutches of one line and two clutches of the other. So Right. So we're not exactly and I only got dead ones in one and three of the other clutch and then the second clutch had none of those animals in it. Right. Okay. Like the tiger, like the you know, just the strike, but to varying degrees. Like I said, that one that I showed you a minute ago, that one's like almost, and even the one I sent you, Eric, the like the original one that I had, that animal was like almost completely black, except for like a little bit coming up the belly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just natural, you know, the progression of it. You know, just depends on how much, it's you know, of the expression happens. Right, and how much that and that alters the baby? Maybe it is a super. Who knows? Yeah, I'm not there yet. I just know that when you breed a visible to any animal, pretty much that came out of a clutch, they produce more. <laughs> well, that's good. It's a good place to start. I mean, like, yeah, it's produce a visible to a visible. They produce all this. That's all I can tell you. Okay. As far as whatever we term it, you know, I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I, people I, start to argue over modes of transfer, you know, modes of transference and all this stuff, and like I just kind of look at the results and go, "Yep, yeah, if it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, walks like a probably duck, a duck." Uh, yeah, <laughs> I wait it's for like, smarter people to figure it out. Major argument, you know, in the blackheads because I think people are looking at it in the wrong way. Like they're trying to look at it as a mutation, where I kind of see it more as a condition. Okay. Okay. If that makes sense. Like yeah. they, like uh, that Vitigo or whatever, you know, that Michael Jackson had where he, with, like the people that get that there's sure. get bleached yeah. out or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And people, we, you know, we don't know exactly for sure what causes that. Some people have, you know, have done research to say it's stress. Some people have done research to say it's diet. Some research has been done to say it's genetic. Um, you know what I mean? But the one thing that we know is that it's vitigo. Like the, the actual loss of melanin and maturity is, does have a definition that we as human beings put on it. Right. And that's the definition. Right. So as far as like what's happening to these blackheads, it's vitigo. Right. But as far as what makes vitigo happen, we we're still like we don't know. You know? Right. Mm. But it's reproducible. Mm. So. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but so is like thyroid cancer. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's all, a lot of a lot of stuff that should maybe not be passed on is 
reproducible. I mean, yeah. I guess what you're saying though, you're saying like not thinking in the terms of it being a a morph, if you will, right? Is that but yeah. it's an inheritable trait? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's not a predictable inheritable trait. Right. Same thing is like you know the what is it the type two diabetes that's genetic, <laughs> just, which is the one that you develop. I don't remember. There's one you develop when you're born with, but it's, it's completely genetic. You know, so I think it's probably something more along that lines. I mean, that we know that like the thyroid produces a lot of melanin in, in the system, so maybe it's a thyroid issue related to diet compounded with stress. It does seem to be like the animals that I know of that have gone through the most extreme transformations were raised really quickly and these animals were eight, nine, ten feet long by the time they were three years old. Uh, uh. Of animals that do that, which is why someone like Jason Hood, for example, you know, he's always saying, I've never had one change in our home. Well, you know, Jason knows how to feed his animals. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's not packing them full of stuff and you know what I mean? That that's that's some type of condition that happens when something is not right either with diet or sunlight even they say it could be a vitamin d thing like they, they just don't know you know right that's different than like albino you know from the get-go like all right yeah, right <laughs> it's white hooray <laughs> like yeah it's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so much easier yeah totally <sighs> so true hmm. what do you so, think yeah. of the what do you think of the albino blackhead you a fan yeah. or not a fan um, I mean, what's not to be a fan of? I mean, it's cool. I'm hoping that uh, the people that have them will have some more luck with them. I know Jason's got a got a head pair that he got from a guy that got him over from uh, Pitt initially. Right. And, uh, maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll have some luck with them. Like, it would be kind of neat to see more of them get out. Um, I think there's like there's less than a hand of, handful of live ones even out there. You know. That's so weird because I mean, like those. I think I remember the initial like somebody coming out and saying that they had pairs of adult albino blackheads. And I think I was like in college at that time and stuff like that. So, I mean, this well, is something he, that's been around for a while. He originally hatched the male and female. Yeah. And I think the female, I think they both died. You know, I think it's one of those cases, maybe of just like overfeed, not knowing just overfeeding and thinking, Oh wow. Has the going to be, ah, yeah. I'm going to make, albinos. I, I, I mean, I don't know for sure, you know, I don't, I don't know Ben at all. So, but um, it just seemed like he just had like one bad year after another with those things. Then when he actually got them up to breeding size, and I remember reading a post that he had made on one of the forums back in the day, like these damn things, like always something dead eggs, dead babies, blah blah blah. You know, the adults dying out of nowhere. Like he went off on this big rant, you know, about it. Um, you know, and rightfully so. I mean, who wouldn't at that point? Yeah. You know, something to go well and. You think, oh wow, it's just breeding animals, but it's not really like that. So, I mean, if anybody on Earth was going to do it and do it really well, it was either going to be Paul Harris or, or I don't know, the people that have the gene. It's going right. to be Paul Harris or Tom Keoghan, you know. Yeah. Uh, and Tom had one hatch and crawl out and die. And I know of a lot of people that that same situation has happened where they patch babies, they crawl out 24 hours later, they're just dead, you know. So. See, this is what my biggest fear is I hatch a brand new morph of something. I'm just going to get rid of it. I need to, like, you know, I'm going to send it to somebody else who can read it. I'm not going to be that guy who's like, this is why we don't have, like, you know, all black carpets because Owen said he was going to do it himself. No, I'm sending I'm right. that shit out to Eric. He's like, no, somewhere. no pressure, man. No, get this thing yeah. out of here. Yeah. Look, I mean, they're live animals. You can only do what you can do, man. You know? Yeah. I, I've been fortunate. I, I feel 
extremely fortunate to be able to even work with them and do what I've been able to do with them. And that's, that's, that's a very rewarding, cool feeling, you know. Yeah. I think, you know, all of us can say that, you know, we've all like initially, like at least most of the people that we all know in our, our circle of original Morelia heads, let's just say, you know, we all like we've seen each other get projects early on and see them to fruition over the years. I mean, some of us, I mean, got Morelia forms going all the way back to what, 2003? Yep. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. So, you know, when you think about it, that's damn, that's a long time of like knowing some of you guys and, and having the kind of camaraderie that we've had, you know, in the, in the industry and just in general. And to see what's happened with carpets, I don't even keep up with it anymore, man. Like, I see every <laughs> day, it's like, what the heck is that? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I've got some jungles here that are screamer feet right here. So, you got you to wait for the next book to come out and then you can catch up on everything. <laughs> yeah, I guess. What the hell? It's like, yeah. We need a Blackhead <laughs> Woma book. That's what we need. Thank you. Yeah. The complete well, you know, Hey, if people actually read or did anything with books, I guess, you know. Like... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Touche. <laughs> I know from doing my drum books that, like, a lot of that stuff is just a big waste of time. <laughs> I mean, it's good to have. Don't get me wrong. Um, but oh, holy hell! Oh, hell yes! Wow! Damn! I, guess, I really wish you could see the yellow on these animals. Yeah, but still, that's clean. I mean, that is wow. That's a nice animal. Is that one you produced, or is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's the it's What's the like, line? Yeah. <laughs> Lasik uh, German stuff. German side of it I got from Radio Band, so I don't I don't know where he got the German stuff from. Wow. Knowing him, he probably imported himself because he, he did that kind of stuff back back then. See, I dig I dig the black that gets the yellow scales in it. I don't know why. I'm one of those. What was that? What, there were the tipping, tipping? Yeah. people yeah. who liked tipping, and then people who didn't like tipping, and the war continues to this day. Like, yeah. Many, many lives have been lost. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I've got a... Let me see if I can get this mail out. I've got this mail. He's, man, he's got the richest black I've ever seen on a damn double carpet. So, I mean, he's got his share of tipping on the bottom half, too, but it's black. Yeah. Like, it looks like a velvet ant. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like... But you take him outside, it's like a bowl, and, you know, it's like very... Right. very cool. Something to say about solid, rich, good black. I mean, I know earlier in the show we were like black and yellow jungles, but like it's something about if you can get me good black on a jungle. Well, I think that's uh, what makes the yellow look all the better. I think I like, so many I, people I, focus on the on the yellow. Yellow, yeah. Really, the black, the black is what makes the yellow better. I think that's partially my appeal to the gelatins is they're the black is deep and it's yeah. This dude's yeah. probably gonna light me up, but oh wow, dude, yeah. I love that faded look. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That, yeah. That's dark. And he's got like these kind of aberrant, like, yeah. Weirdness on him. But he does. He's tipped too. You know what I mean? Yeah, but say, then he just goes to tipping halfway down. This snake has the best of both worlds. Yeah. You know? (laughs) He's real pretty. Yeah. We'll see what he does. I didn't put him together this year. I have an older female over here. She's in shed, and she's equally as nice too. I'm waiting for my baby jungles to start eating, and they need to shed because right now they're like that gray and black. <laughs> they they haven't gotten their yellow, like no no hint of yellow on them at all. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. I'm like, come on, guys. Your parents are both screamers. Please, like, just 
show me a little bit so I can try to sell you. <laughs> you know, you hold them back off for a while, see which one goes. I'm not burking an entire clutch. You know that. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's gotten to the point, though, that we've gotten pretty dang, pretty dang consistent. Yeah. Yeah. With, but with jungles, man, because I, I mean, I see a lot of really nice jungles. And I can tell you just from my experience, man, like, I mean, nine out of ten of them were smokers. Yeah. It wasn't like that when I when I first started with them, man, back in the day, 90s. I mean, like, you get one or two. <laughs> Everything else was brown. <laughs> yeah, you get one or two that might be yellow. Does that yellow, you know? like yeah. it, The like mustard, yeah. This light is yellow, you know? If I take it outside, it's yellow. Yeah. yeah. Look at some of those older pictures of animals, you know, and, like, um, just to try to keep, uh, like, a, a stockpile of those uh, just so people, you know, so we remember, I guess, if you will. And um, yeah. sometimes I look back at them and I look at those animals and I'm just like, wow, that's. Oh, oh wow. dude. What it, oh, man. Wow. That's wild. That is insane. That cool. That's gorgeous. Slash years, baby. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is huge. <laughs> uh, 20 inches at least. Well, no, probably 22 feet at least. Yeah. Well, I mean, pretty I, quick, huh? The, oh, yeah. Yeah, you also grow- look at them like carpet babies. I mean, it's like it's like when I we, Eric and I were talking because I got olive python eggs, and I'm like, their eggs don't fit in my egg bag, <laughs> my egg bins. So my egg bins are carpeted egg bins. Yeah. I'm like, I shouldn't have realized before I got the eggs that these eggs were going to be bigger, but I didn't because yeah. I didn't yeah. think about it. You plan poorly. I do <laughs> horribly. I mean, nobody should look to me for any kind of advice at all. Oh wow! Wow. Jacket, little yellow jacket baby. Now these are one of the things that they get more and more yellow as they go. You know, they get See, like that gold kind of color, but that's super clean too. That's Damn really it, cool. Eric! I'm like I, westerns are totally what I want, and I'm like, oh man, Exanix. Oh, yellow jacket. Well, it seems like, like ah. you know, I was I, who was I talked yeah. to about this a while, a little while back. I think it was at Tinley or something. We were talking about blackheads. And it seemed like a lot of the blackheads that were there were these westerns, and I was like, "Man, you haven't seen. You got to see Derek's shit if you want to see some wild blackheads." You know, like people mislabel them, right? You know, a lot of people like think that like all these. Like I've heard stories, like for example, Dick Gergen back in the day. Um, I talked to him. I was down at Crutchfield one day, and he had, Crutchfield happened to be on the phone with him when I got there and passed me off to Dick and told him what I was doing with blackheads. And Dick was like, "Yeah, you know, I used to." I used to hatch Easterns and Westerns out of the same clutches, you know. <laughs> and and I, I, the bell went off in my head, ding, 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 ding. He was hatching his antics and thinking right. they were Western animals. It's because people didn't know any better, you know what I mean? Right, sure. Yeah. Uh, so some of his animals that he sold as Western animals actually have the Xanthic blood in it. Okay. Right. Right. Because of that. Right. Like during, during that time. So, so if somebody were to breathe them, they just pep pop, start popping out Xanax potentially. Yeah, I mean, you know, just depending on the lines, like what you got. Some of the rare earth animals. Um, that's why, like, you'll see some of these really, really, really black and white, like curiously black and white Western animals. Okay. Tom Keoghan used to have, and uh, Dan Vermilia has a male that's like, like really, really white like that. So, like, I, I think they're actually full of Xanax. Josh Swetzel, I think the last time we were at Tinley, Eric, he got a pair of westerns and they were like black oh, and man. white. I mean, they were beautiful. Right. They were they were babies, but they were they were yeah. babies. Yeah, as babies, they kind of they, they'll do that too. Yeah. Here's a little baby tiger. 
Wow. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I that, man. Uh, I, it's something. Yeah, it's something about the tiger. It just add, add more black to it. I love and that. And the black on the belly, man. That's. I, yeah, yeah. Just add more black to a blackhead, and it's totally cool. I. Damn it. Yeah, it's this neat. This neat for sure. I've never sold. I've sold one visible. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Um, so I haven't really gotten rid of a lot of them. I'm kind of just I'm hoarding all these things back. So. <laughs> it, I would until you figure stuff out. Yeah. I have at least a dozen of them, or <laughs> wow. at least ten of them. <laughs> I, I, I would definitely hold on to that until you figure all the little things out about it because. Yeah. Why let it go? You're kicking yourself yeah. for it later. So, so what's the I trick a... with the? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say I was I was gonna say what's the trick with the eggs? Like what what have you found that works best for you with getting the eggs to? It doesn't matter how you do it. I've hatched them every dang way you can think of, but consistency is key. And right. people don't realize that what happens with with an egg that's so big in an enclosed container is by the time they hit 45 days, they start producing a lot of heat. Right. Okay. Start so, the condensation and shit like that too. Right. Yeah. So, and then usually people they'll vent them or whatever. But what ends up happening is they won't watch their temperatures and the, the even though they're venting, the eggs will actually overheat and they'll just die and drown. You know. Okay. So it's it's about the consistency. So as long as you can learn your cycles of like you know for the first two weeks, it's like uh, if you can make it to like day fourteen, you're good until day like forty five. Right. Hmm. So, and it's like, I look at it as a kind of consistency thing because for the first few weeks, you know, those first couple weeks, actually, first 14 days, they're like, they don't ever really get like up to temperature, so to speak, okay. right? Okay. And then after day 14 to day 45, they're up to temp, so to speak. So I try not to open the, their containers or incubators too much during that time period, you know? And then after day 45 or so, I'll notice that, like, when I start temp gunning them, it's like, oh, wow, yesterday they were 88, today they're 90. You know, okay. and I think you just aren't yeah. not, like, paying attention to And it doesn't matter how you incubate them, you know what I mean? It's just, like, as long as you kind of follow the basic rules, you know. Normal Python temps and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're not, okay. like, it's, it's just a matter of being able to be home. See, that's another reason why I don't put a lot of stuff together when I'm traveling a lot, because it's just a matter of being able to be here. Yeah. You know, I mean, and like be able to see the changes happening and know, like, from a day to day basis, like, okay, I need to cock the lid off and leave it like an inch off for the next couple of days. Because, you know, I, I know now just by visually looking at the stuff, like, how to eyeball it and how to kind of put it together, you know what I mean? Like, what's going on with the eggs? Are they getting too wet? You know, and, and honestly, blackheads and mamas, they're not really great mothers to begin with. I mean, yeah, they will, they will like cuddle them for a little bit, but then they kind of, about after day 14, they kind of do what kings and corns do. They just leave scatter them. them. Yeah. They don't scatter them by then. They're kind of, but they do like, you know, get substrate over them and they kind of get messy. And then they will hang out in there, but they don't like incubate them, so to speak. They kind of just hang out and, you know what mm. I mean? They take off and they come back and they, yeah, they do some real interesting behavior, you know. Um, so I think a lot of it is just like the cycling part of actually. You know, the eggs, you can't just put them in and leave them and hope they hatch. You got to really, you know, really pay attention to what's going on. As long as you do that, I think it's, I think it's okay, you know. Okay. I mean, I do, I do guys in Australia that put them in a container with no moisture, no, no nothing, just big, just barely big enough to hold the eggs. And they put weather stripping around the container, seedless stuff, put it in a, in a room that's 86 degrees and they hatch in 70 days. 
They don't even think about it. You know what I mean? Like so. Right. But they also live in the in the arid, to, you know, places where these animals are, you know, usually found. Yeah. Who knows if that has anything to do with it? You know, it's extremely humid here. Even right now with the air conditioner on, I mean, it's 76 degrees in here as is, and it feels like 85. It's like a sauna in here, you know. Wow. <laughs> I mean, and, and and I was actually thinking of potentially letting my woma do maternal if she <laughs> wrapped them up. I mean, like that's the wrong snake to do it with, man. I know, but still, <laughs> it's like I, last time I got her eggs, I butchered them. So you know, it's like, look, if she lays them in the egg box and there's enough substrate in there, there would be no problem probably with doing that as long as there was. As long as when you, if you knew that when she left that the eggs would stay at consistent temperature. You'd be okay. You know what I mean? So the environment's got to be 89 degrees. Like wherever she lays those eggs, got to be 89 degrees. <laughs> put her, put her in a bin in the incubator with the eggs, and be like, "Here you go, figure it out." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> figure it out. Now, yeah. Dude, you would be surprised. Like how those eggs will hold temp. I mean, like I've had eggs that were laid, and I was I was away from like my wife and I both were away, and I would come back, and there would be a pile of eggs you know, blanket eggs sitting in a cage. And I'm like, well, dang, I wasn't even expecting that. That had no idea or whatever. And I knew that they had been there a good while, but they were perfect. Huh. You know, like the lights are going off at night. It gets 74 degrees in here at nighttime. Usually those cages drop to at least, at least 78 degrees at night, even in the summertime, you know, because when the heat goes off, it goes off. It's like the sun. When it's down, it's gone. Gone, yeah. That's kind of how I operate my room. So, um and the eggs were fine. They don't. They didn't just lay the day before, you know. So I think like people don't give these eggs enough credit that they can. There's a there's a life form inside of them, and they're generating their own heat. So if they're in an enclosed area, you know, you you really don't have to do much, you know. Like they they'll they'll go right. right. Yeah, yeah, it's they they'll they'll you know they'll 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 hatch. It might take. The problem yeah. is that if if the eggs don't aren't in the perfect little window of time that for somewhere in some papers that's where it should people lose their minds it's i had i had three different customers this year that bought blackheads from me they got eggs right and i, I kind of been doing blackheads a certain way for several years now and it's, it seems to be kind of foolproof so i, I kind of like okay do the kind of like what i said to you guys do this and you know watch them and they start condensating pull, pull the egg back you know and they all hatched eggs this year and okay they're like super ecstatic about it you know what i mean so it's like seeing seeing it come to fruition for like your customers too it's like that's such a cool feeling as well you know especially when you can when you're a part of it you know with them like you're helping them along and you know it's kind of it's a cool cool little thing to experiment experience you know yeah totally that's the difference between buying you know we say this all the time but like you know buying from somebody that's you know like yourself as opposed to just going to a, show a flipper on the table, yeah. up from the table or something like oh, that. Oh yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, you can have some love doing that, and there are guys out there that do really well, and you know they go to shows and they, they bring quality animals, and that's sure. cool too. Yeah, but they're not going to have you on the other line to walk them through what potentially to do. I mean, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Call that flipper. Like, I got eggs. What do I do? They're like, I don't. I got know. Even do that. I mean, Dick Gergen wouldn't even talk to you on the phone unless you sent him a personal check. Wow. <laughs> Seriously. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. No, I'm wow. not kidding. I'm not kidding. I know a few people like that. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. You want to talk to me? You get a good, they put, they put hey, and i got to be honest. I'm, I'm kind of like that in a way, except for my customers. Like, I, I think that if, if, like, 
if if people if people buy for me, they're kind. Of, I think I kind of owe them that. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So yeah. That little bit of extra, like, which I'll is kind of been half the reason why I really haven't done a book. I mean, there's enough information. There's so many people out there that are doing it their way and being successful with it. You know, and like so. I mean, there's really not even a market for it. I mean, I can do put, put something up on my website would be the same thing as, you know, the publication. I know it's nice to have in our hands and stuff, you know. It's like right. even with bands, um, we didn't print CDs at all. We made flash drives. Oh, no uh, Yeah, okay. With the, uh, with the band logo on them, you know, because number one, it's like, I don't know about you guys, but I, you know, I just got a car like two and a half years ago, a new car. I haven't had a new car in like a decade, you know. Right. And uh, went and got a new car, couldn't find one with a CD player. <laughs> nope. <laughs> they're all Bluetooth stuff now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they have USB drives. So what I did is I took my USB drive and I took my entire iTunes library, which is like 6,700 songs. Right. And I put it on that memory stick and I put it in my car. Oh, wow. That's I mean, where, idea. like, so average 10 songs a CD, where am I going to put 600 CDs in my car? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Way back in way back in the day when you had that giant book of CDs sitting in your front. Oh yeah, yeah man. Dude, <laughs> hang on before we go anywhere, we gotta figure out what we're gonna put in. Yeah, right. I don't have one somewhere like close by. Uh, I do, I promise you. I don't know where it's at right now, but I was just looking through it the other day. But that's you know, that's where we've gotten. So like, you know, flash drive and we're selling that. So it's like just kind of adapting, you right. know. Adapting to the fan base, adapting to like the technology of it, you know, and the reptile industry has done that in a lot of ways too, you know. Right. Over the years. I mean, more so now. It's I mean, we're doing what virtual reptile shows because the whole COVID. Know, thing. Right. Yeah. 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 We move quick when we wanna. Everything else is slow as hell. I, on one part of the reptile industry, we're doing virtual reptile shows. On the other part of the industry, we're still producing and using heat rocks. So <laughs> it's like we're doing well, and then what the hell? Yeah. It's like How is this still happening? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? But, you know, there's room for everybody. Uh, yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> that's, that's part of the whole capitalism thing. You know, there's room for everybody, so. Here's a question I never asked you, and it's kind of off topic, but like, who was your influence on playing drums to get you to play drums? Um, I think mostly it was my family first and foremost, because like everybody, like my dad played guitar and sang, my mom sang and played piano, beautiful voice. My dad actually had a a song on Billboard in the mid '80s, uh, a country song. Okay. So I got, I grew up around it, you know what I mean? And like, so my family was it, and then my brother is uh, a decade older than me. He's nine years older than me. And he brought like Alice Cooper and Black Sabbath and Kiss into the house, right, when I was young. So right. obviously I went, you know, I had already been influenced by all of the music that my mom and dad were into, which was like everything from country, southern rock, big band, you know, all of that kind of thing. So I kind of grew up, you know, like listening to Buddy Rich. Okay. Uh, a lot of like fusion stuff, like um, like Return to Forever, Mahavishnu, nice. <laughs> you know, this kind of stuff, right? right. You know, Tony Williams, Miles Davis, that kind of thing. And then my brother bringing Alice Cooper, Black Sabbath, and Kiss into the house. So it went that direction. And then I discovered Motley Crue, and then Iron Maiden, and then directly from Iron Maiden to Slayer. Uh, kind of skip Metallica. I mean, I appreciated Metallica, but 
and kind of skipped over them for the most part until later and went right from Slayer to Napalm Death. Because <laughs> like, I was just all the time looking for streams, you know, like even right. with Kyle's, you know, it's kind of why I was into the Blackheads because they're so extreme. Right. You know, but like everybody's had such a hard time with them. It's like, yeah, let me check that out, you know. See if I can't figure that out, you know. What's going on. Yeah. <laughs> cool. That, that kind of like doing that kind of thing, you know, like in all aspects, I guess, of life. But yeah, it started there, you know, it just like influences range, you know, everybody from big band stuff all the way to just, you know, that first era of death metal and Morbid Angel and Napalm Death and Terrorizer, Obituary, Deicide, all that stuff, you know, gotcha. that was, that was a cool, uh, a cool time to be in high school hearing all this stuff. It just for the sheer looks that it would get from people. There's no way you ever ever heard any shit like that before, you know. So, so you pull up to somebody in a car, you know, you just look over at them, you're playing fucking DSide, you know what I mean? They're like, oh, windows rolling up, yeah. <laughs> they make a right turn, even they even though they weren't gonna, you know. <laughs> oh shit! So, that was always the kind of the appeal for me, you know, for that kind of music. It was just so absurd and so ridiculous, and I just. I fell in love with the novelty factor of it, you know. Right, right. Okay. It's, it's like the idea of somebody going to like Derek and be like, "Can you you can play the drums? Why don't you let me?" And him just going like, "All right," like you're just going like full death metal like all <laughs> over it. Like and he's like, "Oh God!" <laughs> like they're not expecting. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I honestly I don't really play like that. If that makes any sense, I mean I I do if I'm playing music because I love to play fast music. Right. But I don't really like to play fast as a drummer. Per se, you know, like so when I'm playing by myself, like people rarely get to see that side of me that know me unless they know my my band, right? You know, so yeah, it's kind of it's kind of funny. Like I'm known for being this like really crazy fast drummer or whatever, but I I, I only ever do that unless I'm playing, you know, unless I'm playing with my band. So <laughs> kind of interesting. The, the pro drummer, it's, right. it's it's the professional drummer sound as opposed to the you know. I, yeah. I always used to have a little like insider joke about that too because it, it seemed like the moment I became quote professional playing in bands, the least amount of playing we did. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. outside that is, you know. So like we would get together, we would see each other for like three months or two months, and then like we they had a tour coming up, we rehearsed for like a day, two days, you know. Then we'd immediately just go out on tour and start playing, you know. So it was like I guess like. The live show is in, in, it, in and of itself a live rehearsal, so to speak. But you know, we didn't really. And it's funny because the bands that weren't professional and they weren't touring, like we were playing six nights a week over here, like you know, hashing it out, trying to become killer, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not play, you know what I mean? Hey, uh -huh. all, to be professional is only playing like three days, you know, before a tour. Oh, we're doing it wrong, you know. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the, was there um, was there a particular like for me when like for me when I heard eruption when I was a kid, I was like, holy shit! How did how did that? What did I just listen to? Is there a song like that for you on the drums? Um, or I mean, song I, just in general. I, yeah, I mean, if I could go back to when I was like even six years old, I could say Wipeout. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, like, that, again, that was my mom and dad's influence, but I actually played that song in a talent show when I was eight years old and won, actually, of all things. Yeah. But, you know, that was like, you know, that was like the beginning of it. I used to love the ventures when I was a kid, like that whole Dick Dale, like that whole surfing music. And when you think about it, when you listen to it, it's almost like speed metal. 
So I think that's kind of like I had an added a, a like a, an attraction to that kind of Dick Dale Ventures kind of surf music kind of vibe, you know? Gotcha. And it kind of transferred. It came up later in life. That was like when I was real young. I can't remember. I have a very vivid memory of listening to like uh, one of the Ventures songs and watching like Ten Thousand Leagues Under the Sea on the Disney Channel. <laughs> 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 I must have been like six years old, five or six years old, you know. Right. That's awesome. So, like, it is funny that like that whole kind of style resurfaced later in life as as extreme metal, you know. Because <laughs> it's all turned it like, up a little bit. That's yeah, awesome. they just, just cranked it up a little bit higher. Yeah. Couple yeah. distortion pedals, we're good to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. So interesting, you know. Cool. Kind of the same thing with the snakes too, you know, because like. If it wasn't for my family, really, I don't know if I'd be so into it. My dad was the one always rehabilitating stuff, you know. It's always like catching a bird on the side of the road that was injured or taking a snake that was hit by a car, but it was doing okay. And maybe it laid eggs or something, and we would hatch the eggs and release the babies, you know. So I was lucky in a lot of regards to have a family that was, like, really supportive of, like, a bunch of, like, kind of odd things that maybe somebody else's parents wouldn't be all that supportive of, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I really kind of think, you know, thank my parents for that. You know, just awesome. Kind of being that those kind of parents to me, you know, encouraging to do things instead of discouraging. That's cool. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Hundred percent. So, oh, what, what what do you got for? Uh, you got some uh, some more Walmart questions. What do you got? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like. <laughs> Uh, have you successfully gotten Wilma eggs, or is it just still that you're still kind of messing with you. those? Stop, <laughs> shut up. I'm asking the question for everyone. <laughs> what do you mean, has he gotten Wilma eggs? Of course he has. Oh I know that. God. Yeah, you know, I, I never had every female I ever had get me a clutch at some point, except for this one, who's this like the here. best looking one that I've ever, I've ever produced or ever had. Actually, I didn't produce it. A friend of mine here locally produced it from Animal City Fall for me. And I ended up getting it back from him. And, uh, yeah, she just, dude, every year she blows up. And I'm like, okay, good. This is the year. And Here we go, good, yeah. See some good solid locks and like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then she sheds out and it's like, damn it. <laughs> Where are the eggs? <laughs> you know? Like, and she does nothing. So this is like the second season. She's six years old this year that I've tried her. So I don't know. Hmm. And that's the only pair of walnuts I have. Yeah. Um, would you say that their eggs are just as fragile as a blackhead's or even more so or anything like that? Not not quite. I mean, I never really had problems with the walnuts. They did always did pretty well for me. Um, they weren't as problematic as at first. Um, I haven't produced them in, I'm trying to, I was just starting to think, like, what's the last time I produced walnuts? Probably 2015. Okay. okay. Maybe I sold off most of the animals that I had. I gave a few away to some friends of mine that have them in their collection that, like, if I ever needed them, I could get them back. But I, I just, I don't really have a lot, a lot of space here uh, to work with as much stuff as I'd like to. Right. So, I used to have, like, right next door, I had a, a much bigger place, and I had probably 400 animals over there at one point in time, from Google's boas, rainbow boas, every carpet python under the sun, like, you know, probably 150 blackheads, you know, I had, I had well too much stuff. But the music industry was in the tanker, and I wasn't really doing a lot, you know, during those years, yeah. as I was concerned. 
so you know, I had time to tinker with it, and uh, since then, um, I realized there were too many animals. Started getting busy with this with the music stuff, so I trimmed down some stuff. I moved into this this room, which was the small room, um, then, and uh, I've just kind of been maintaining pretty much a, a, a little bit smaller collection here uh, that I'm normally used to having. So, okay, you know, I, I mean. I'm trying to balance it, you know, it's hard because, like, you know, you want to, there's, you can't keep all this shit, and I want to yeah. keep all this I am so bad about it, I mean, out of all the blackheads, I had my 50th black, blackhead clutch this year, right? And if I think about, like, all those animals that produced it came out of this, I mean, I had, had most of those, or still have most of those animals, you know, like, at some point in time, they start becoming friends, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it gets a little bit tricky, you know. Like I, I think I told you guys, I lost, lost like four or five of my oldest main breeders last season. That's mm-hmm. like season I mean, animals that were anywhere from the ages of twenty-three to twenty-seven years old. I mean, they were old animals. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, man, it's like I can think of noodles in particular. So you guys are probably used to be talking about noodles on the forums, Bush League and Moralia back in the day. Yeah. Uh, he was always my favorite snake ever, man. He, when he died, I was just, man, I was heartbroken. Yeah. I, mean, I, I started thinking about. It. I told, I told friends of mine, I was like, man, that damn snake knows more about me than my wife, who I've been here <laughs> years. You know what I mean? Like, this, I've told this animal more shit than that. You know, like. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you you get you know you get you get attached to him for sure. So. Yeah, and you you get attached to the lines. It's like, you know, oh. I mean. Yeah, like I'm sure you have noodles, kids, and stuff like that. I mean, like how I have uh, several of my first carpet pythons, I have their kids, and I'm like, I can't get rid of that. That's that's one right. of the talents, boys. Like I can't do that. Like yeah, yeah. no, and that's yeah. and it just keeps no. progressing. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. I mean, even the first blanket I've ever produced, Electra, she's up top. I mean, she's she's not ever going anywhere. Exactly. Know? Like you know, if I'm selling her or that, I'm like you know, it's. Yeah, no, that's never going to happen. <laughs> so. And ironically, she's one of the best looking blackheads I've, I've had too. Like the very first one that crawled out of the egg, I was like, <laughs> You're I like see, a, "Yes!" Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember making a post of Morelia fight. That's like, man, if they all look like this, I'm going to be super stoked or something. <laughs> it's been really hard to pick holdbacks if they all come out looking like this. Like, yeah. Uh, Damn. I think that that first year I produced blackheads, I, I produced like maybe 33 or 35 animals, something like that, and I kept like 30 of them. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I literally, that started like my whole first, like everything that I have here in the room, like all the lines that I worked on, I started from those very first clutches, you know, like right. everything. So, so I, haven't, I haven't brought a snake in here that I've bought from somebody in well over a decade. Just producing your own stuff and moving from there. That's I, yeah. I dig that. That's awesome, you know. And that's where I think everybody. Should really get anything to. I don't have in the blackheads, like there's nothing I can get outside of the Swiss line. But that stuff's so overproduced. Like everybody's got it, so I'm just like don't really feel like I have a need to have it in my collection because there's like so many other people working on it. So right. Are you still um, are you still feeding them straight out of the straight out of the well not straight out of the egg but like not like assist feeding them. Uh, first try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell immediately whether we're going to eat. Like for some reason, the Atlantic line, I, 
one or two assist feeds and they're like the whole bunch is eating you know what i mean okay. right. like the weapons sometimes can be a pain in the ass um like they they don't they're not as they're not as hardy for by any means of working take rodents so um just a little bit of work you know that's the one thing about blackheads i think that once people like everybody's all keen to get into them they're all like oh i can't wait to hatch them and then once they do and then they have like a, a good amount of them and they go oh god i gotta do this that's this amount of work like yeah and a lot of people tap right out right after that or they'll only keep a pair you know right. a pair or two or something you know so there's not very many of us that are willing to and i dude i've learned my lesson about having 30 animals to feed every year i do not want any part of that that that, would, that sounds like it would suck i mean it's I lose yeah. my mind over like four or five non-feeders. You're telling me thirty? Go to hell. So um, what, would the, what would be the time frame that if you if you're doing that in a feeding in one time? What would it be? What typically? What is it like an afternoon? Uh, oh yeah, it's an entire two day. Days. Yeah, yeah, entire day. You know, just depending on animals. I mean, sometimes it could be as little as five minutes, and they'll like bump, 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 they'll take it down. Sometimes it could be forty minutes. Wow. And then there's some you, animals that you can put the top on and slide it away, and they will continue eating, and you can go to another. And there's some animals that even if the shadow moves anywhere, they they you gotta stand they, there and wait. Yeah, you cannot. And yeah. those are usually the ones that take like 40 minutes, and you got to stand there like really, dude. <laughs> like, Please you know, thinking, like, eat faster. Yeah. <laughs> so, and if you have a high concentration of Western animals, it gets to be like, like I said, I've learned my lesson, man. I, I, I don't, I don't go for it like that much anymore. You know. Right. And what are you assist feeding them? Are you doing whole prey items, or is it like rat tails or something like that? I do peaky, peaky mice because okay. like blackheads hatch like 16 inches, 14, okay. 16 inches, so they're pretty big. Yeah. So peaky mouse for me in a plastic spoon, I can just usually if you talk to them with a plastic spoon in the front, they'll open their mouth anyway, and then during that little split second, I can use my thumb just to. And the peaky mouse. Oh shit! All right. <laughs> the peaky mouse is like small enough to where it like it goes in the throat, but they can't really spit it out because it hangs on the teeth, and yeah. because there's nothing hanging out of the mouth to give it like momentum to throw, you know. Uh huh. They just kind of sit there with it in their mouth, like, oh shit, what do I do? And then they'll just eventually swallow it, you know. So that's been the, the easiest way for me personally, you know. That's a good like tip. The, I like the spoon. Yeah, that's a good tip. <laughs> we talked I don't know to, how uh, do it, but yeah, I mean, that seems to work pretty good for me. Yeah. yeah. We talked to uh, Peter Birch a couple weeks ago, and he was telling us a, oh, yeah. a tip that he learned about feeding blackheads from Peter Krause. Oh, God. And he was basically saying that um, they would feed them when a storm front would come in, and they all went. Yeah. I said, I've never yeah. heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of, I guess it makes sense, but like I've never heard that as a as a as a as a tip, you know. That particular line that he's talking about, actually, Peter Krauss, if you know anything about your history of you know between the animals that we have, zoo animals and different things, and Hank Mole, you know, there's like a big inner kind of kind of thing going on there, you know. And uh, like those particular animals were some of the ones that produced the asanthics, some of the zoo lines. Okay. Peter was working with as well. And those, are, like I said, those animals are—they're pretty good feeders, anyway. Uh, I don't usually have a problem with the exantic line for some reason. They—they they take off really quickly, which is why they're, when I pulled that one out, it was already two feet long. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like within, before they even shed, I think they were. 
like all three of the event things that came out of that particular clutch. Four. They started pounding food. That's oh, awesome. let me show you this. Let's see this before we before I get distracted. <laughs> so I've been trying like the tiger and the Atlantic animals have been you know in the same line, and I've been trying to hit the the odds on having an Atlantic tiger. Right. That yeah. So also in that particular line of animals, there's there's a few animals that have come out that have like that it looks like what's a ladder kind of down the back, right? So it's like these two little fine thin stripes, right? Yeah. And, and spots kind of in between them. Okay. And I'm kind of wondering, I've been working on it a little bit just in passing to kind of see if I could get the whole dorsal. It's usually it's like the last third of the body, but I've been trying to see if I can't get the whole dorsal thing. And then this last year, I hatched this animal that basically has all three. It's a, it's a tiger, it's an exanthic, and it also has circles. Oh, the, the circle thing, the ladder stuff. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> That's cool. And it's also got a lot of this kind of, uh, look at this side, like this area here, a lot of this ocelot kind of looking stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he's, oh that's a good looking animal. Oh, my God. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm going to keep him back, breeding back to mom. And, uh, and he's a very, like, neat looking like a very unique He's you know? cool so that's kind of the stuff that i'm breeding for now i mean I, I think i've kind of i've been there done that with the really clean stuff right. you know what i mean and like so now i'm like i really kind of want to diverse out into patterns try to work on the ocelot stuff because we have a good base for that kind of stuff here try to work on the ladder back the bear back or whatever the ladder yeah. back, the tiger like try to work on some other kind of pattern related things you know right that's cool wow Kind of head a different direction. Sure. Not a bad direction. <laughs> That's I awesome. Have, I have like a couple of carpet pythons in here. I have a uh, a pair of like the, my New Guinea animals that are. <laughs> I love them, man. <laughs> These things are super silver. They're both in shed right now, and they look like just brown, crappy snakes. <laughs> right. Uh, but you know, after they shed on a good day, they look really good. But I also have a pair of Atherton animals that uh, I hatched last season, and usually those things are really banded. I've never really gotten like a lot of stripe, and I think the mother had got a little bit of some striping on her, but she's she's mostly banded. But I got these like, I mean, you would swear that Jason produced them. Yes. Oh, that's the one I showed oh. you yesterday, Owen. Uh, oh, I opened it up yes. and I said, "This, check this out. It's an Atherton." Hey, damn it! <laughs> that's, that's what it was. I'm like, why, why am I so behind on this crap? <laughs> why don't I ever pay attention? <sighs> it looks crappy because it's you know, it's yeah, but that's gorgeous. Yes. yes. I mean, can you see it? Like, yep. yeah, that is solid. But I mean, oh my god! It's one of the best ones I've seen, and it just like for me, I've been dude, I've been breeding that line of animals since 1992. Right. <laughs> That is a solid wow. black <laughs> on Now it just popped out stripes. That's wild. That's awesome. Yeah, and then the male, he's I'm not a... like as tri-striped as that, but you would swear to God it's a jag. I swear to God. Let me show you this thing. Like, but everybody's like, going to be like, is that a tiger? No. <laughs> it's like, sh shut up. 
Well, I mean, theoretically, I mean, if you're looking at the gene as any, I kind of look at a tiger as any animal that's striped at this point, because every animal that's striped is called a tiger. That's been mixed with the tiger line, so you're probably right. Yeah. You know, I'm about retics. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, whatever. Right. Uh, this animal is insane. He, he's, he's super ornery, but bro. Holy oh, shit. Oh, my God. What? Yeah, man. Oh, it's even got that stripe behind the head like a jag. I mean, what look the hell? Side, look at the sideburns. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> wow. Oh, my okay. God. The pattern at the end, like, really reduces yeah. like a jag, man. That's wild. And it looks like saddles. This looks like this looks like an early jag. <laughs> like, this looks like they. this is what they look like. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if it was the damn same line. To be honest, I mean, these animals I've had for so damn long, bro. And yeah. they were in the country for, I mean, even then, I mean, like these zooline animals, they were here since the 70s, as far as I know. Damn, dude. And Randy McKnight had them. I met Randy in the mid 80s, and I mean, he had them since the 70s. So, I mean, as far as I know, these are the oldest line of animals that I, I know of that I could, that I could personally say, like, there's a guy that I know that's had them since like the late seventies, you know, like Jesus. Yeah, the other animals I got from you were very banded, but those new ones are like the stripe is just insane. It's, it's nuts, wow. right? Yeah. Really cool. Um, yeah, very so like I said, that just showed up around nowhere, so Sometimes they surprise you. You get funky looking animals coming out of the I eggs. Mean, isn't that the cool thing? I mean, that's one of the things I like about carpets the most. That is the, the appeal. variability of, um, yeah. you know, of what they got going on. There's a lot of natural variability. Definitely, for sure. It's like this, it's unbelievable. Even though they do guinea animals, they, they produce so much. Like, I mean, like everything from jungle looking animals to Atlantic coastals to kind of Darwinish looking stuff. I mean, like everything under the grommet, you know? Yeah. It's so strange. That's so just what makes it so hard when people are like, what's in my carpet python? Because it's like, I, I can say that looks like a coastal, but you can show me some animal that doesn't have coastal blood in it that kind of looks like a coastal to me. It's like, that's yeah, I know, right? hard. Yeah. Got a blackhead loose in here somewhere. Oh shit! <laughs> like she completely like disappeared on me. The yellow jacket in the in the hide box. Like, oh we, shit! I've been standing here this whole time. Like yeah. she's like the hide box is right behind me on the floor and she is gone. And this is a seven and a half foot snake, and I'm in this. <laughs> and you're standing right in front of her. Uh -oh. Uh, no. Oh, I see her. I got her. Okay, good. She's you do up. some digging. She's right in between, like, the, she's coming out here. I'll let her come out and grab her. <laughs> yeah. The host tenants are going to get her now. Yeah. yeah. No, that's <laughs> that. Stealthy, stealthy seven-foot snakes. Yeah. Yeah, they make no noise. <laughs> like an owl. <laughs> I was going to show you something else while, I, while this female actually came out of her hide box. Uh, she's a little bit thin because she laid eggs. <laughs> I just wanted to show you. Oh, yeah, the orange chin. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
And she's like super nice too. Yeah. She's got some of that ocelots too on the side. Yeah. 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 Lots of that in this particular line. So the tangerines, they have uh, several different lines of blackheads kind of mixed in them. Same thing with the yellow jackets. Like the, the original one that I had set was like really bright yellow came out of the original Xanthic clutch, but there were no Xanthics in the clutch. 100% hatch rate, no Xanthics, but I did get the three tigers. But there were two animals that were like super orange, and then there was one animal that was like abnormally yellow. So over the years, I ended up buying a female from Mike Maddox and Isis. Who okay. Mike had some really, really nice blackheads back in the day. That sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. That, web, that website sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah, he had some really good stuff. Um, but I bought a female from him that was like, that, that was that, young, that girl, Honey. Oh, yeah. Remember yeah. Her? Man, she was like jungle carpet yellow, like gold. You know what I mean? Like jungle carpet gold. Right. black and just beautiful so i bred those two together and produced like a bunch of other like really high yellow animals and it's it's kind of just steamrolling from there you know like cool working working on it as much as i can is what i can trying right. to yeah. and like i said the five animals so you know they, <laughs> sometimes things work <laughs> right sometimes it doesn't you know right. so, I don't know, Owen, if you want to hit on the, uh, hmm? we'll wait till the blackhead comes out. <laughs> we'll, try, we'll wait till we get the blackhead recovered. if you want to hit on the, yeah. uh, your closing question. She's coming out. Oh, yeah. Cool. All right. Um, I guess it's just, Derek, if you could add anything to your collection, uh, whether, and not have to worry about legality or cash, um, what would it be and why? I mean, honestly, man, at this point, I I don't know. I'm pretty happy. You're pretty good with where you're at. <laughs> I mean, man, I've had, I've had everything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, like, really, when it comes down, I mean, there are a few things that, like, they're, I'm really, like, starting to fall back in love with, like, just some good old native corn snakes and shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. Yeah. That whole thing, I mean... My wife always wanted Bowen's pythons until, like, we got a chance to actually work with some, and, like, she was just like, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're big, and they're intimidating. Yeah. They're, they're really strong, and my wife is five foot tall. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. So, yeah, right. it's, like I said, she's, she, when I'm away, she's the one over here dealing with these animals, so. Yeah, no. So, for her to have such a big animal to have to try to deal with and stuff, you know, I, I don't know. He's happy. I, okay. I can't I can't really think of anything so much that I don't know I don't know even if Owen Pelly Python's <laughs> got offered and dropped on your doorstep well yeah I mean if they I'm sure that if they become available at some point I'll probably end up working with them I'm sure I'll go. cool because I've always liked them you know it's yeah. always something yeah but same thing with my like indigo snakes I always like indigo snakes until I had them you know. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I hear they're pretty tough to work with. You gotta love them, right? Most these things stink. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, it's not just like the average stink. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So you know, it's, I, I love them, but just the idea of having a constantly covered feces 
smeared snake I'm good on, you know, like pass, hard pass, and they love to like get it all over them. Have yeah. you ever seen one in the wild down there? Uh, once. Once. Okay. Yeah, once. Cool. I saw one a long time ago in Carolina, which are not even like I haven't heard of one being even seen in in South Carolina in in many years. But back in the '90s, we flipped one under a piece of tin. <laughs> Um, that it was close to the Georgia line. I mean, it, it, you know, it may have even been Georgia. I don't, you know, I don't remember right exactly, but yeah, it was somewhere down in that area, you know, down in the tip down there. That's good. Cool. I, I love them. I do. I mean, but like blackheads, that's kind of the thing to me. They're like big, they're like big indigos, you know, um, so they don't stink. Like, stink. <laughs> Minus the stink. Yeah. Blackheads don't really smell. Hmm. Their poop is not bad. That's another thing that's like, okay, I can come in here and clean a room of, you know, 50 animals and, like, not really many people walk in here and would notice, like, there's a, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's an odor, yeah, gotcha. It's, it's not it's not too bad, you know. The carpets are even worse sometimes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, that, 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 I, old Kylie's for sure. You know, eventually I'd like to have some bones, some actual big bones to work with. We just go to Keith McPeaks and play with his, and then that gets our Jones done, and then we just go back home where there aren't Bull and I. Right. So, you know, yeah. So there's that. Um, how, how close is everybody? I know there's been a couple of people that have that have been pretty successful with breeding them. Um, uh, everybody's. Yeah, Different. they seem to get to the same spot. I mean, there's been a couple yeah. of people in Europe that have, have produced them. Um, Frederick uh, uh, is probably the guy that's pretty. I would say he's produced them. He had consistent four times. Four times. Yeah. yeah, four times in a row, and then I think didn't he move or times. something? Yeah, and then he yeah, up. and then now he's having problems getting them rolling again. Up. I didn't so. mean it like that. <laughs> he, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, 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 he had it dialed in, and then he, he had moved, it dialed in, and then he the moved, and now like the animals move. need to be redialed. Now they 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 don't they didn't appreciate it, so it's going to take time to get redialed in. And I mean, there's there's are a lot more captive born and breds out there, but whether or not they will make it easier or harder, no one knows. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll see. It seems like everybody's kind of at different points, and they try to do some stuff. They try to keep it as consistent as possible year to year, but they also try to tweak things. So I'm not yeah, sure if they're moving closer really, or moving yeah, back. Yeah. You never really know, like, where you're at. Um, yeah. My personal opinion on it, I mean, like, if you look at it from a biological point of view, like, they come from an area that 365 days a year is pretty – Mild temper, right? So, and we know with reptiles that pretty much everything is affected by heat. Yeah. Right? So, like, if you incubate blackhead eggs at 88, they'll hatch it like 70 days. If you incubate them at 89, they'll hatch at 65. If you incubate them at 90, they'll hatch it, you know what I mean, 55 right. days or whatever. Right. And so forth and so on. Yeah. So you would, it would stand to reason that an animal that existed in a climate that was very mild would take a very long time to mature. Yeah. And I would be willing to bet that like bonus pythons won't breed until they're eight to ten years old. That makes sense. Yeah. That's my thought because like when you think about it, like <laughs> you put a lot of money on these animals, 
and then they're like, oh, I got to get it to breed, and then they power feed it for, and then the third year, the fourth year, the fifth year, maybe they don't breed. Oh, I'm going to sell these animals to get my money back. And then they go somewhere else, and then they breed them for a couple. They try to breed them, get nowhere because they're still not old enough to breed. Right. Right. You know what sometimes I mean? Sometimes that move resets the clock. Resets the clock. Like, yeah. Sometimes the move, like, but that happens with any animal. You know, yeah. like yeah. cages yeah. or environments, they kind of they'll shift their their time too. Um, you can move them to the other side of the room and mess them up if they're that fragile of an animal. I mean, right. that's yeah. yeah. Sometimes, like their environments, their environments. Like black cats don't like to be clean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> are they the ones that kind of like pee immediately after you clean the cage? Yeah, or just, dude, and yeah. it's like marking too. It's not even yeah. like I got a piss. It's like they'll go around their cage. They're like, doesn't smell like me. It yeah. smell like me. And they'll right in the corner, like, and they'll look at you too, like. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Yeah. I Fuck you, you for cleaning this. my cage. <laughs> How dare I didn't you. ask for this. How what? dare you? Yes, yeah, I know. Mm. She has wedged herself in between this wall. <laughs> um, I guess the other question, Derek, would be uh, if you could go herping anywhere in the world, where would you want to go? Oh, and man. What, and Australia. what would you want to find? Australia, of course. Everything. Oh. I don't find everything. Everything? Okay. <laughs> All of it. Here's the book. This. Yes. <laughs> yes. Man. I've had some, some cool opportunities. Like um, the last couple of years, I've been going to uh, Lebanon, right? Oh, okay. cool. So some of my, my heritage is Lebanese, so it's kind of like really cool to, to kind of get over there and, and see some of that. You know, my, my granddad came over from there as a stowaway, kind of fleeing the country as a, as a Christian back then, you know, and... Uh, People were being persecuted and whatnot, so it's kind of cool to get back there and see it. And it's like one of my favorite places, but they got a lot of cool animals. And uh, the terrain there is like so, a lot of it's inaccessible. There's a lot of like, you wouldn't think about it, but like a lot of places of Lebanon kind of look like Hawaii. Right. Like okay. a lot of places with waterfalls and different things. And it's like the, I think it's called the Palestine Viper. I think I saw one of those from a distance. Nice. Uh, Saw some type of other big colubrid that was like super fast. It moved like, moved like you see something move with a strobe light. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. It was, but dude, this thing was like six feet long, and it was super fast. And it was like very strange, like in, the, in its movements. Huh. So it's kind of neat to kind of get outside of like the, the the areas that we all know. Like everybody always says, oh, Australia or Africa or South yeah. America. But when you think of somewhere like the Middle East, for example, like I'm not very familiar with a lot of, you know, a lot of animals right. there. So when you go there and you see something, that was completely foreign to me because it was like, wow, look at the way this thing moves. It was completely different than anything I've ever seen before, you know? Yeah. That's different than anything in Australia, different than anything here in America. Like, wow, like very cool. And I still don't know what it was to this day. I've been looking online trying to figure out what the hell it was. I don't see anything online that remotely even looks like this. Thing. That's wow. nuts. Dude, that's my my favorite viper is Middle Eastern viper, and that's the that's the spider tail. Oh. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn, if I could see that thing in the wild, or even it, just it. Oh yeah, look. Hey, she is. <laughs> she's, she's joined. She's us. checking everybody else out. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be right now. Yeah, in a minute now. Yeah. Right. That's yeah, Australia is always a, 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 you know, I've been there a good many times, like five or six times, and I, I've never really, outside of seeing some people's collections, I mean, I got to go over to Denver's place. I, I've been to a few other guys' places over there. Yeah. 
seen some stuff, some other friends that I have that keep stuff. Just, um, and, you know, I've never really had time. Because when you go to Australia, you have to fly to every city. So, like, when I go there, for, I usually go there for music. Right. And, like, you know, we'll do a, we'll do a date. Then we, we're in a hotel, and we have to get up first thing in the morning, get on a flight, go somewhere else. Yeah. You know, I've never really had a whole lot of time to be able to, you know, get to see a lot of the landscape there. Even though I've been in most every major city, I mean, I just haven't had a lot of time. But I have seen some things, you know. Right. That's cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that's it must awesome. be torture to go to Australia and not be able to. Yeah, that would kill me. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's like. Well, I would keep me. in touch with people that I knew I could go see their collections and, you know. That's cool. Yeah. Make sure that if I was around that I would. Even the same thing in Africa, you know, over there. I think I told you this a long time ago, but before there were ever any albinos anywhere, I looked at 50 of them with my own eyes, babies in South Africa and a guy's collection. Oh, shit. <laughs> albino blackheads? Yeah, I, or. Um, no. Car- Carpet bikes. Carpets. Carpets, yeah. Carpets. Pure ones. Yeah. And that's even more torture because you're like, here it is. <laughs> Let, I, I'm holding it in my hand. Yeah. Which ended up being some of the ones that Greg got. What was that guy's name? Greg Madden or whatever. What's his name? Uh, Greg. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know the guy you're talking about. He yeah. ended up. Remember when that picture surfaced of like him holding, yeah. like, holding like 10 of them? Yeah. <laughs> of them and they were all like five feet long. That's where they came from. <laughs> that's awesome that's <laughs> where, like, everybody was freaking out at that wait what <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly that's not possible who can't have those we only have one everybody's yeah. arguing yeah. back and forth yeah that was uh, oh, the, the good I old forum the, days I miss the days when, <laughs> when a picture would drop on the forum on Monday and then the world would be on fire by Friday it's <laughs> like yes <laughs> oh it's like 22 pages of uh, of yes, uh, threads, burn. 22 pages long. <laughs> yeah, somebody's so like every every day you wake up before you go to work. There's a new page in the novel. It's like, oh yes, okay, cool. It's like, let me read this. I kind of like the way that played out, man. Oh, yeah, that snake Hooray! is beautiful. Oh, man, oh my that God. Snake is beautiful. We captured the blackhead. Wow. Hey, I'm so sure she's happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh well, that's ah. awesome. <laughs> Captured the blackhead. Nice. All right. Well, Derek, is there anything else you wanted to toss out there? Contact info, website info, anything like that? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, I my my website still my website is DerekRoddy'sBlackheadedPythons.com. I have the Blackheaded Pythons USA group on facebook you know so you guys can go there and check out what everybody's doing like there's a lot of clutches that are posted a lot of people are going to have some really nice animals this year so it should be a good year for blackheads it'd be cool that's awesome cool more good years for blackheads so yeah (laughs) love it yeah guys i'd like to see more people get into them but at the same time you know i mean it's kind of they're not for everybody you know Yeah, and that's kind Sometimes of Sometimes it's cooler though when you yeah. keep your, your 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 group a little tighter, you know? Like you just it's yeah. cool that that it grows and all, but like, you know, I don't know. Sometimes it's when you have those well, I, think that, I think that's one of the beauties of it too, you know, like the, the animals themselves have been able to kind of market themselves over the years, you know, like they're they're a little bit tougher, you know, people are used to that, you know, you have to assist feed them, so there's like there's only a certain amount of people that are going to be attracted to that to begin with, you know. Right. Right. 
So I think it keeps I think it keeps the the, the focus off of them so much because once people learn, they oh I got a CISPD thing like screw that I'm not you know, it's not worth the hassle I'll keep more ball pythons instead you know right. so, <laughs> you know I think it, it comes down to that too a little bit that they're a little bit more difficult yeah you know? yeah. Yeah. Take the, a special kind of person, really, I think. To, you got to really love them, you know? Yeah. yeah. You really yeah. got to want it. Yeah. Yeah. And there are a lot of passionate keepers out there, man. There's a lot of up and coming guys. Like I, every year, I see guys coming up and they were doing some good things, as well as some of us, some of us other veteran keepers. You know, like Jim Sarkin, <laughs> for example, I mean, Jim's got some really, really, really nice stuff, man. Like he doesn't advertise and he doesn't really produce a whole lot of stuff. But what he does is. Super high quality, you know, very, very, very nice stuff. And, uh, there's a lot of guys out there doing some really good things. So, yeah. Very Looking cool. forward to the future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, be safe. Stay, yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. stay out of the riots and all of that stuff. And uh, don't catch cold by <laughs> any means. Right. Yeah, everybody stay healthy, Likewise. stay good, and then we'll catch everybody up. Uh, when yeah. everything opens up, we'll have to meet up at some. Tinley or Daytona or something crazy. Yeah, well, hey, look, if you make it down and like you, it, literally Armand Beach is not that far. If you want to do a herping trip, I can meet you halfway. There's a really good area actually halfway right in between there. I, we'll, I, we'll take you out. It'll be fun. If, we'll see if not this, if not this one, I'm back down in September and I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll duck out for that one. So <laughs> yeah, either one, Marcus we'll figure it out. Yeah. You know. Yeah, dude. Excellent. Let's well, Thanks, right, thanks, Derek. This has been awesome and it's great. And you've yeah. totally ruined me now. Where I'm like, how much money? How many olives do I have to sell to get blackheads? Like, this is a bad <laughs> idea. So, yeah. Uh, yes. Well, if you Actually. ever put it, like talk about something or whatever, I mean, you know, hit me up if you're interested in certain things. Like, you know, I problem if once I start, then then we're done. I've already admitted <laughs> defeat at that point. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. It sounds good. Yep. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Derek, and we'll catch up with you, I think, a little bit further down the road with this kind of stuff, all right? Of course. As always, see you guys. All right. Thanks, thanks a lot, Derek. You have a good one. Appreciate Later, it. man. Bye. Bye. All right. All right, Ellen, you want to close out? That was cool, man. That's always cool. That was awesome. I, I, he's such I, a cool I, guy. I dig that kind of stuff. I dig his collection. He's a cool guy, yeah. and he's a long-term dude, and it's like – I I I'm, I was getting he's talking I'm getting flashes I could see his um I I, I could almost see his um what 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 the moniker he went by in Marley of Python's forum cuz I think it was just Derek Roddy but I want to say it was something else um but I I, I saw him post all the damn time his uh, his little name that he had in MP forums Oh yeah he did have I can't remember now oh, it, it had Roddy in it I know that much but yeah. it was just Everyone, he's talking. I could see. It. I could almost see it. And I'm like, oh my god, this takes uh, me back. Oh, you're having so. forum flashbacks, man. I thought I'm the only one that has. What's forum wrong flashbacks. with me? I went to your house for like several hours. You're and I'm like, IJs are kind of cool. I love the forums. What did you do to me? <laughs> he likes IJs and forums. In the, We're yeah, doing you know, a YouTube story. Dory, Dory gave me the Coronas. <laughs> And it would have been. It would, yeah, I wouldn't put it past you to have Dory slip me to poison instead of uh, you. Yes, and it's true. That's, and <laughs> I, I, I knew take it. away all the responsibility. Exactly. Right. You're in it together. Cool. So, anyway, um, let's see. Speaking of IJs, next week we will be doing a IJ roundtable. <laughs> what? Wait. What? Wait. 
What? I thought we did that. Yeah, we did. You, did that. you did that. Why you ruined I... the magic, man? It's already done. Oh. It's already recorded. Oh, right. I don't th- See, this is a problem. You can't yeah. tell me we can't record shit and then you. I hate this. We record things. <laughs> I don't know when they're coming out and in what order. It's so confusing. I know. It really is. I know we also have. Uh, oh, I. You know, I do have to. I do have to. Uh, I do have to. I, like, say, I don't want to be part of your round table. He's like, fuck the round table, man. Damn it! Just because I said it was pretty doesn't mean I like these. Now I have to bitches. sit down with these. No. 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 I wouldn't do that to you. Um, the um, uh, shit. Now I lost what I was gonna say. Oh no! Um, I have. Uh, uh, I am officially um, now have Western. Well, I don't have them yet in my hand, but Western stims. I, I took the plunge. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. I officially have uh, um, ring pythons again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, that happened. And I am not. I think I think Riley was a little <laughs> jealous of your care package. Right, Riley can. <laughs> Listen, and, and you Keith know what? Now wants ring pythons. You know what? I could have pushed it a bit further. I was generous that only two snakes were in my care package. You're like, you want these? I'm like, I no. I mean, yes, but no. Like there was, just so all these IJ people know, I could have the biggest collection of IJs if I ever wanted it, and they wouldn't breed and it would be doom. Right. So yeah, that's why I would give them to you because I knew they wouldn't breed. So yeah, exactly. Just be like take your market. Back. Yeah, exactly. Um, what was that? Um, was it the what was the granite zebra something something something? Oh, uh, the caramel granite zebra jag. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah, that thing is wild. I mean, it looks like you took a super zebra and <laughs> spray painted some black put it, speckles put it on like, it. Put it like in like pantyhose and then just spray painted it. Yeah. And whatever bled through is there like good. Like it, it was insane. Insane. That's an adult. That's going to be wild. I haven't seen that snake in so long. And the problem is, like, if you if you show me them when they're tiny, they're babies, and I'm like, that's cool. I don't see them for like several sheds and a foot later, and then I'm like, Jesus Christ, where the hell did you get that? You're like, you've seen this thing. Like, no, I haven't. It's like that's the one I was super excited about. And you're like, did it shed yet? Yeah. Well, that's the problem. You didn't show it to me after it shed. Yeah, you're right. I, I was that. right, but you, <laughs> waited, you, are. <laughs> you yeah. waited several sheds later. Right. Uh, I did. But that's a cool yeah. snake, yeah, for that sure. That is a cool snake, yeah. yeah. It's, so. It was fun at Eric's. It's fun seeing things at Eric's. <laughs> it's like a mini carpet fest. It um, is. By the way, we have to go on the record yet again that there will be it no North X 2020 not happening. carpet fest. Stop asking. Right. We're sorry. We, uh, yes. The problem when we understand that things are lightening up and things are getting opened up, but we we didn't want to have people take off from work if they were working or to book plane tickets for something that we technically may not have been allowed to have. So yeah, we know that things are opening up, but we're also hearing news reports of people of second waves of cities <laughs> yes. having. Like in cases. So if you think we're out of the woods yet, no. It, no. no so no. unfortunately, the Northeast Carpet Fest for this year is canceled. Right. We're going to try to do something. We're going to set up a T-shirt fundraiser. Eric and I have been talking about what we wanted to do with that. Um, speaking of T-shirts. Yeah, speaking of T-shirts, Eric got this one off the Teespring store. <gasps> oh, my God. It's so gorgeous with the new Morelia Python Radio logo. <laughs> I mean, yes. oh, it's Yeah. It's a cool shirt. You should get that. It's yeah. at the store. 
It is the Teespring the store. store. Always plug, always plug the store. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you want some swag, just go over also, to. You know, for for our reptile friends out there, um, now that we're going to be doing the video feed, if you want us to wear your reptile shirt, it'll cost you five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> on episode. Hmm. Mm. Might be on to something there. Oh, I, don't, right. I don't know. <laughs> Huh, okay. No free that. product placement. <laughs> yeah, we all have like uh, you know different things around our room and stuff. I know this yeah. is the we're well people that might have seen Carpet Python TV might have seen this this view, but this is the Diamond Python room. So uh, you, yeah. you're, I love how the diamonds are just off camera, like they're 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 just over there, right just there. right over there, right over there. So there's a ton of gorgeous Diamond Pythons. Nobody can see them. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like they're just. Maybe I well, should I put them on this wall. Your incubator's right behind you, and I see that stupid Bigfoot sticker that Chris Salemi gave you. It's sitting right there. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that one. God damn it. Yeah. Um, actually, I think I put that in there, so I may have been hosted in my own. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you did. <laughs> but it's, you know, uh, the good, definitely go to the Teespring store. Um, check out all the, the, the swag we have there. So we did want to try to do that, so we were going to try to put out a Carpet Fest t-shirt, even though we're not having Carpet Fest because we wanted to try to raise some kind of money for something. Um, and then, of course, we were talking about a digital Carpet Fest. We're still trying to hammer out any how that would potentially work, what kind of the details those could be. Yeah, um, vacation next week. I might mess with that, but okay. I haven't had time to even. I have a lot of time. Oh, well, chop, chop. Time. <laughs> a lot of time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm very jealous of your time. It's not as fun as it thinks. You know, it's yeah. like, I'm like, I'm like, all right, furloughed. I could do this. No, it's boring. No, <laughs> it's <yeah>. like, <laughs> I'm like, it'll take me a couple of days to paint the deck. I did it in the afternoon. I'm like, shit, <laughs> <laughs> shit, my efficiency. So it's, yep. Took all day cleaning the snakes. I like sat down and enjoyed each one and was like going through cleaning them. And I'm like, this is nice. And then I'm like, it took me four hours. Shouldn't have taken <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so is that what it typically takes you four hours no but i was like taking my time i was checking out each yeah. snake i was taking pictures of the ones that shed i so. must not be efficient man because it takes me four hours to do like one side of my room 300 something snakes on one side of your room yeah but holy shit man it takes me a long time i have half of your, you like you, you realize it the amount of snakes that you have i have like half of that oh i didn't realize that yeah. Also, cages are easier. Yeah. And yeah. So it is true because there's less of it. So when I get to where yeah. the bigger the bigger things are, I'm like, oh, this is easier. Easy. <laughs> easy those easier. little tubs, you know. You're like, what? The and and I'll do I'll do things like um, I'll do cleaning one day and then waters the next day, unless like they took a shit in their water or something like that. And then you it. know you do spot cleaning through the week and things like that. So my my major days are the ones where because things I have bowls that we have to pull and scrub and put back where you just chuck yours. Yes. Um, so it does take me longer to do the waters, but then everything else is just balling up the paper, bleaching the cage, drying the cage, putting new paper. That might be a good topic for when it's me and you. Uh, yeah. Or uh, tips for Again. going through your Again. room quick and stuff. We, we have different. I mean, first, I would say that my, the godsend that I have is um, the slop sink with the hose because then I just take the hose to each cage and fill up their water bowl and then miss them if I have to. Right. And, and uh, 
that cart you gave me where I can wheel everything around. <laughs> yeah, that's great. This is so much better. <laughs> like, yeah, so. Awesome. Yep. Cool. Right. So what's well, happening? Gonna... The next what? week is the roundtable for IJs. Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's the next week for And then um, I think uh, yep. well, we're going to be early. recording it probably maybe sometime next week because we'll right. be off. But uh, right. we're going to get yep. Matt Somerville coming on and talk about Herp in Australia. So that should be cool. Sweet. All right. Yeah, okay. And we'll do also, that. And then... He also has Owen Pelly's that he works with. So. Another thing. Keith is going to have to hurry up with these sweatshirts. I mean, at some yeah. point, it's like, you know. We keep we keep finding people. I mean, you know, come on, Keith. We better have them by the uh, by the by our barbecue. We better have. Goddamn right. I mean, that, oh, goddamn right. Yeah. Maybe we should get them made on the Teespring store. Put it Almost on there. like we should do that. <laughs> Are you a part of the OP crew? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, uh, you know, to be honest, I think we should just do a shirt that has an Owen Pelly on it. There you go. Now you're thinking. Yeah. We'd have somebody draw up a design based off of the one we found. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Yeah. I'd mail that to Dennis McNamara just so he can wear it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know. They hate hate us talking about it. I mean, he does have Haters, my math. Man. He has hate. my math done right now, so I really I should be nice to him. So it's Damn you. I, I can't breathe. I might just keep outsourcing them. So it's like, Whatever you got to do, man. Whatever you got to do, man. Oh. <laughs> uh, so if you want to follow the show, uh, please subscribe, uh, whatever podcast app you use, Apple, Podcast, Spotify, all that stuff, uh, Google, any, whatever, wherever you can find podcasts, you will find us. And now, with this episode, we will be putting it up on YouTube. Uh, so Disabling the comments before <laughs> we post it. Because oh, 100%. we've learned our lesson with I'm, that. Too. I promise you, even if the comments were enabled, I would not be reading them. I'm going the Joe Rogan way. Just you can't read the comments, man. You just just, you just disable it because I'll poke into you it. Can't. And, you yeah, can't. No, you just, just can't. You just disable the comments. Just disable right. the comments. Yep. Yeah. So you can hate all you want to hate, but we're not. You're still listening. You. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you hate us so much, but you still listen. Right. What? I know. To analyze that for a minute, you know, Jesus Christ, go find another podcast if you hate us that bad. But <laughs> but if you want anyway, if you want to access the archives that go back to 2011, you can Holy go to Blog shit. Talk Radio uh, and yeah. check it out there. But uh, otherwise, we'll you can post, follow. What's that? We'll try to post up. A, I mean, because we have the uh, we have audio and video recording, even though our cameras weren't on when we were video recording the last couple let's say year of podcasts yeah it was just, just video uh, recorded. your logo my logo your logo my logo your logo my logo your logo my logo i mean we can still plug we can still yeah, post this still put it up youtube yeah. i will still do that yeah. just because then there's more of a backlog and shit so sure your logo my logo <laughs> yay <laughs> yeah product placement yeah i know right uh uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram uh, if you want to join our group over Murray Pick of the Week. Um, our website is net. If you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at info at com. Not in the comments. <laughs> Only emails. <laughs> we we won't see emails and yeah. PMs. Or if DMs, you have questions for there. us that we want to, you want us to have an answer on the next episode, send them there too. We'll be happy to answer those. Um, this way you don't have to like just shoot up an email that's like to us and 
<laughs> maybe we see it in time, maybe we don't, but right. you know, it's, it's one of those things of that, like I would be, we would happily answer any questions anybody has on air. If it's, how do I keep my carpet Python? I'm just going to say there are a hundred episodes like you yes. could listen to, please God do a little bit of Google searching. It's I wonder like, how many different breeders we've had from different States. Uh, we uh, every single one at this point. In, yeah. If there's if there's a breeder in the state, we've talked, we've spoke, spoken to spoken them. To them. Yeah, that's what I would think. Yeah. So I mean, if we want to go by Maryland, I'm pretty sure there's like 18 different breeders we found in just Maryland. Right. So <laughs> yeah. So pick your state, pick your person, listen to the episode, you'll be good. So. Yeah. You got this. <laughs> yeah. So and like we said before, if you want some NPR swag. Uh, check out the Teespring store. Um, and it's also got your stuff on it and mine. So it's got Rogue and Evie Morelia stuff on there too, right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Shit. So some cool stuff. Like I said, this is the... Uh, what's the... The NPR logo. Logo shirt. Is that, right is that like the third logo? How many logos have we had? It is the third logo. I oh, my God. I got that right. Citrus Tiger Girl was the first one. Yeah. And then we moved to the one that Andrew Paris did with us with the radio tower and the two the, the, IJ in the jungle, dark side, light side. Which yeah, doesn't make thing. any sense. You know, if we have an IJ in a jungle, I mean, where's my representation on this shit? <laughs> like, it's like. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I guess we did that because back in the day there was this fight. I know, there was a big fight between light side, light dark side. side, dark side. Like, you know, so, dark side had cookies. Right. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah. We don't hear that anymore. This new generation of IJ people have given up. But, on but, but, but there's, how, you're looking at Morelli and you're like, you don't understand the fights that came over some of the shit that you don't even know. Yeah. It's like people lost their damn minds over this. Right. And you just take it as take a, it for granted. Take it for fact, <laughs> right. damn kids. Right. Get off my lawn, you bastards. My lawn. <laughs> um, and if you want to get in touch with me, ebmorelia.com. Uh, my email is info at... No, not info. No, no. Eric at ebmorelia.com. You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Everything I have is hatched out except for a grand one. clutch. There's one and, clutch right behind you. And... Um, uh, maybe I'll get diamonds. We'll see. I don't know. But uh, they're actually in the nest box together. So. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. So, I don't know how those two snakes fit in that nest box, but they're in there. So. If there's a will, there's a way. He will right. get in there with her. So yeah. fingers are crossed. She just had a shed, but I don't think it was a pre-lay shed. Maybe it was a pre-pre-lay shed, and then she, she didn't look. So. She didn't look very thick in the back end, but it looked like she there was some... Right. Something in there. So the square. What do we call it? Square belly. The the, the square bumpy belly. Yeah. <laughs> Where it just pops yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. It's just like oh shit. Like so. it. But then you see that in really gravid females where it like starts midway and goes all the way down the rest of their body. Right. So it's a good indication that she yeah. had some scales that were popped out. So who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully. Also, this is your first year with diamonds, so yeah, you know, and you the, can't be the, that good. The diamond I mean, is relatively new to my yeah. collection, so it's not like it's been here for a hell of a long time. So Exactly. You can't be that good. I, I won't allow it to be that good. I mean, I, go fingers straight. Fingers crossed, but we'll see. Yeah. I'm not holding the hope, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. We'll so, see. Um, yeah, I'm on vacation next week, so I'm going to take some pictures of snakes. Hopefully they're all shed out and get some uh, available snakes up on my website. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, shit. All right. That's all I got. Uh, 
All right, for me, you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. Check out everything we got going on at Rogue. You can also check out Rogue Reptiles on Facebook.com and Rogue underscore reptiles on Instagram. Um, as far as animals for sale, I'm putting up a ton of stuff soon. I'm just waiting for a lot of the babies to shed out so I can take pictures of them. Um, but I'll have the 100% Het Stonewash. I also have uh, Caramel's Hoss Head Xanax. Um, I think I got one tiger. Pasted Xanic, and I have a caramel jag, possible super caramel jag male that I'm going to toss up there. Uh, if any of that tickles your fancy and you want to drop me a line, please do. Um, and uh, we'll go from there. As far as coming up, I'm still waiting for those baby jungles to take a couple more feeds and to shed uh, one or two more times, and they'll get posted up. And, dude, I have everything due within the next two weeks. You know, the olives, the roughies. Several several clutches of carpet pythons. <laughs> everything's gonna hatch at once. I'm be like, oh dear God! It's like, so, why did I no. not? <laughs> why didn't I plan this better? Right. So, uh, but yeah, we'll catch all that uh, and figure all that one out. But um, that's all we have for you guys tonight. So we'll say thank you all for listening, and we'll catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night.